Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, let's go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go to Thursday. I don't know. There's nothing. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It's Paul. It's Alex and her hair. It's me. A little more tan. Yeah, I did get a haircut. Nice. You guys both look tan too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. More, more of a burn from the infrared. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to set up the show, if you don't mind. Cody in Indiana says, the seating arrangement is just not right. I'm uncomfortable with Paul and Fred being face-to-face. I totally Explosion agree. Explosion imminent. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't throw my bottle away. Yeah. yeah. So you have yeah, not yeah, even, not even miss, close. Oh, you yeah. guys missed the happy hour with coaches you should have seen evan just remember looking over at him he's just by himself looking around just the biggest smile on his face comes up to tamara and i and veronica and says this is the best day of my life oh jeez you're like really really is sad it's a sad existence (laughs) first day go restaurant we got in like in late afternoon had something eat go back to the room turn the tv on the first thing we got hit on hit with was three channels of porn this guy was just going at it with this in in we're like, Whoa. So you really were lying on the beach yeah. drilling for oil. Whoa. Like, I'm not into porn. I, I, I like I yes. like to do it, but <laughs> I don't need I don't need to watch anyone else doing it. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Alright, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's me and Paul. No Alex today? She couldn't uh, get nah, the hair she's, right? Uh, no, she, yeah. I, she's working on the hair, uh, but yeah. evidently I think she had, uh, she had a thing. She had a thing. She, she has a uh, corporate sponsorship panel that she had to uh, okay. lead. All right. Well, Matt's Alex, the you know, like you and I, they, you know, we're back of house, yeah. friends. We know. can't be out there with the corporate sponsors. Right. You got to have Alex in her hair. It, well, you have to have hair. Right. Yeah. Right. That's um, why I said and her right. hair. Right. Um, but Evan I'm still and across from you, I'm still Evan and Deuce are still at the combine. They are. it up. They just are having the time of their life. So uh, I have not. Um, I was texting a little bit with Mike yesterday early, and I haven't really heard anything lately from them. Yeah. Have you? Have they checked in? Not with today. You? Not today. But I do have a little mini rant to start off with. Love rants. Yeah, it's not mini a, or it's otherwise. Not a big rant. It's kind of like just what are we doing here? Um. So, on the first press conference that Gerard Mayo had when he was announced as the head coach, he made that kind of off-the-cuff remark, hey, we got, we're going to burn some cash. And yesterday, he felt the need to walk that back with Karen Garigian. And I didn't like that. Oh. I didn't like that. Oh. To me, it took— So, it took a month for you to not agree with Gerard Mayo. Yeah. Nice. It, uh, it, it smacked a little bit of Red Soxian. When Tom Werner had to say, well, we're not really full throttle, we're, you know. And I think, not that Gerard, uh, it was a bad thing, but I don't think he should even admit that he was, you know, misspoke. Just say, yeah, I was just kidding. I was just kidding around. But don't say, I misspoke. You know, because now we get into this whole thing, well, you know, you address that one. Are you going to address this one? Are you going to address this one? Are you going to address that one? You know one? what? I hadn't it, given it a lot of thought, but as you explain that, I have to say that I am on board with you. Yeah, don't um, make it a big deal. And I think that was what Bill, 
you know, Bill got a lot of criticism for never saying anything. Right. And I think his rationale for that was, well, if you say something sometimes, people are going to want to know why you didn't say it when I really can't. Right. Now, the exceptions are Aaron Hernandez right. or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like a, a, a statement like that, don't don't get into the weeds like that. Yeah, I, I think that there's I, – I, I get your point, and I, I certainly understand where you're coming from. And I think in this particular one, I, I would especially agree with you because I think it's about money, and that's a sensitive topic, right. you know. And, and I think it's easy for people to – um, and we're going to get into another part of this, I'm sure, during this show. But it's easy for people to look at that and connect the dots and say, well, yeah, you know, he was out there all guns a blazing and, you know, yeah. talking about. Oh, you now know, they reeled him back. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they, they went in, you know, a couple of weeks go by and they're like, listen, Gerard, you know, we can't be talking about burning money. Yeah. They don't have money to burn. That's not how we operate around but, here. And, 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 and people that think like that are probably not wrong right. when he comes out and says, yeah, yeah, I misspoke. But the, the other thing is. I'm sure Gerard knows that we're not just going to burn cash. Mm-hmm. He was just being kind of flippant about it, and he should have left it at that. You know, I, I, he's smart enough to know we're not just going to waste money. You know, because right. that's what people think and when just, you think about burning yeah, cash. Yeah, and you can, when you say stuff, listen. You open yourself up. Yeah, and you, your full throttle uh, comp is yeah. is accurate. So if they go to free agency, and they're sort of lukewarm in free agency. People are going to be like, "That's it, well, you know right. that that's money to burn. That's right. the, you know we have cash to burn. Right. Like right. that's going to be what's going to come back yeah. to haunt you. But that's going to happen either way. I know because even though you said you misspoke, right? You think people are going to say they oh, said they? they yeah. Oh no, 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 well, no, 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 Fred. Remember he said he misspoke. Yeah. No, no one's going to be like that. But that that leads into the second part is that he has to be careful, um, but. Everything right now the Patriots are doing is under a microscope. I mean, people are reading into everything, you know, especially with this Dynasty documentary. Um, You know, they're looking at every little thing as, you know, oh, you know, uh, it's a hit piece on Bill. Oh, this makes Robert Kraft look bad. Or this is, you know. So I have one thing about this, you know, and we've been really behind the scenes, um, you know, with doing the podcast, you know, with, with Matt and. Uh, and Mike has done a couple of them too, um, so we're really diving into the the details of. Right. of the, the, there's one thing that really bugs me about this in terms of the perception, and I've had my fair uh, criticisms, fair share of criticisms for the documentary and everything sure. like that. So I'm not trying to tell you I think it's perfect, but I've never minded in the 25 years that I've been working for you. I've never minded when someone says, "Well, that's that's Perillo. He works for the team." And right. I, I do. I work for the team, right. and that that's inherent. Right. It comes with the territory. We work for Robert and Jonathan Kraft. Right. So that's never bothered me from day one. What does bother me is this notion that we are the PR firm for the documentary, and right. we were responsible for putting the documentary together, and we were responsible for painting Robert Kraft in the big light, and we were responsible for painting Bill Belichick out to be the big bad wolf. Right. We had nothing to do with this documentary. Right. There's not one part of that documentary that's an unnamed source. It's all in people's words. Now, you can say that Tom Brady was being too sensitive or Robert Kraft, 
you know, didn't like sharing the limelight with whatever. Right. You can say all that. And but I'm not telling you that your Im- impressions of the documentary are wrong. No. A lot of them that I've read and I've heard, I agree with. Right. But I'm the, just I'm pushing back on the notion. I get this guy that emails me all the time. And most of the time he has some really insightful stuff. But he says, you know, Kraft. And I don't even realize I don't even know if this guy realizes that I am actually part of Kraft Sports and Entertainment. Right. But he says, you know. And and that whole crap sports and entertainment puff piece they put together for the documentary. It's and I'm like, again, when I write an analysis and I say that I think Gerard Mayo was the right choice, the criticism that comes with that I understand and expect. Yeah. People do not think that I'm telling you what I really think. Right. Even though I do. Yeah. That's fine. I work for the team. This I really had nothing to do with. Right. You had nothing to do with it. The only thing that even, like, tangentially we had to do with is a lot of footage that Matt Smith and his crew have shot over the years behind the scenes that has never been seen right. was poured through by yeah. the company that put the thing together. We gave them access. We That's co- it. We cooperated. That is it. Yeah. I mean, so like when we when we saw it, like we got screeners from Apple. Right. Took an arm and a leg to get them. Yeah, that's okay. I still haven't been able yeah. to see the last three because you guys keep holding but out that, on me. But when we saw those screens, that was the first time we'd ever seen it. We mm-hmm. had no idea what was going to be in this thing. You know, no idea. You know, like I was surprised to see Bill Parcells. I didn't know he was being interviewed. And to say what he said, you know, he was completely candid. Yeah. You know, and good. That's great. That makes the documentary yeah, and, better. Yeah, and again, this isn't a, a referendum on the documentary. It's just this perception that I know. somehow... We're complicit in trying to make, and I agree. I think it does kind of paint Robert out to be the hero and yeah. Bill to be the villain. I I, I agree with. Uh, again, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not pushing back on people's thoughts, but we didn't have anything to do with trying to portray Robert Kraft that way. Right. We did not put this together. Yeah. I mean, those are Robert's words. I wish we did. I wish yeah. we were getting the money for it. Yeah. But we don't. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's that. Um, but everything we do, and you know, you mentioned something before about like the news that you know this big <sighs> news that's coming out, and you know the Patriots are interested in a quarterback. Oh, really? Well, it's you like know, uh, I'll, I'll give you another example. And um, when Elliot Wolf spoke on uh, Tuesday, I guess it was right. Yeah, that was the day that we yeah. did the show. Tuesday, yeah. he said that they were meeting with. All the quarterbacks. Right. They never did like, that before because they never had access right. to them. But like three hours later, people were tweeting out, you know, according to sources, the Patriots will meet tonight right. with the three quarterbacks. So the news was that the time was actually tonight. Right. You know, like they've they've met with Jaden Daniels and, and Drake May, and they're, they're planning on meeting with Caleb Williams tonight. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Elliot Wolf just told us that. Yeah. Right. You know, it – and. Oh, it's everything is headlines right now. It's and I it's think people. I think it's because Bill's gone. Maybe and it's and it's a different way. Well, and, and I think and people we are have saying such a high pick. Yeah, and they, but they're talking and they're t- they're telling. So we, you know, we're gonna we have information now. See, right. see, we can right. get information now. Yeah. It's like well, like the, the the thing I used, you know, the example I used for you just before we started the show off here was, you know, the, the plan according to sources is for the Patriots to take a quarterback. Um, at three, um, and bring in a veteran, you know, in case that, you know, in the event that the rookie's not quite ready to start right away. Yeah. Okay. These these are, and again, I'm not telling you that's not news if someone is saying that is actually what it is. Right. But it is stuff that we've been talking incessantly about yep. for two and a half months. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. it, and, and the way this stuff is being presented, like, whoa, 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 you know, get the breaking news sounder. You know, we got to we got to delve into this. It's I, I just think it's it's funny with the way that some of the stuff has gone down in, in Indy. Um, I want to read this email because it just came in on this topic. Uh, OK. Uh, Anthony writes in. He says, you won't read this email. Well, I'm okay. going to read it. Yeah. Uh, I know you work for Mr. Kraft, so you won't address the obvious. They're cheap. Even the Sports Hub talks about it now. Paul shows have always always have, but even Zoe and Beetle talk about it now. Can't spend money in a top-notch weight room. No family facilities. Food isn't great. Maybe if we threw a few of those bucks into the facility, that might help draw players. That with a top offer helps. If you're a player and have two offers exactly the same, you're going to pick the place that seems to care more about the small things. The narrative for years was Bill was a cheap one, didn't want to give that huge contract. It's clear to most of us now the penny pinching was from above, not Bill. Okay. And I know he's referring to this NFLPA. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about earlier. I said, I'm sure we're going to get into some other stuff about that. Yeah. So I'm players were given this survey, and they answered it honestly, I I, I hope. You know, and, and the Patriots didn't get good grades in a lot of places. And I can tell you that, you know, some teams, I think all but 12 teams have like a family daycare situation you know um at their at their state yeah. particularly and, and on family game family areas at the very least yeah. i think it's 25 yeah. out of the 32 and and right now the patriots don't um but i can tell you that there's plans down the future not just for that but for an improvement on the facilities you know we're one of the few teams left that have everything in the stadium and at the time that happened back in 2001 that was like oh that's just cool everything's in one place. It's really convenient. You practice right behind the stadium. You don't have to go anywhere else. It's same locker room. You know, you know, that's an advantage. And then over time, things started changing, you know, uh, uh, nutrition changed, weight, you know, weight training changed, you know, more things were added, you know, uh, innovative technology. You needed more space. Patriots are behind in all that. Right. But I can tell you that, they're going to address that, you know. So it's a big deal that right now it's not that good, but it's not like the crafts aren't don't know about it. Yeah, and the you know, like I I, I love the way that you know I'm sure that that's exactly what he wanted to do. Figuring I'll back him into a corner and force him to read it. You didn't need to do that. No. We were going to talk about this yeah. this survey and and whatnot. And I do think the family part, like a, a lot of these things on surface, you're like, and I heard I actually heard Beetle and Zoe yesterday, and Zoe was like cackling about half of the things and well, like and making light of it but i think he was missing the point and i think beetle finally got him there this isn't about how important you think it is to have a family room or daycare if you don't think those things are important that's fine but almost all the other teams do right so, so you've judged among your peers it, it becomes a thing like like uh, anthony said in the email if everything else is even you're looking at that small stuff and it, he's absolutely right you know, the size of the locker room, the quality of the lockers even. Right. You know, the facilities. It, it all comes into play, and it's not like the crafts don't realize that. And these are things that Bill Belichick but, but started we, to talk about know, do, toward the end of his tenure. We, we have a space issue right now. Oh, yeah. You know, we got people working, you know. and I'm down with the steerage. Right. You know, so. But I, I like it. But, like, so, <laughs> like, mind. I heard somebody today. I like it down there. You know, there, how man. hard would it be to solve this family thing? You, you hire somebody minimum wage to watch the kids. It's not that simple. No. First of all, you need the space. Then you need somebody competent to watch the kids. God forbid anything happens. Do you think I could volunteer for that at a bonus? Yeah, maybe. I'd love. Yeah. Hanging out with kids all day. Right. But I'll do that. Yeah. You really? 
Yeah. Careful what you wish for. Oh. Yeah. Well, you have to make it worth yeah. my while. Yeah. yeah. Right. But <laughs> and you know. as you said, it's not going to be a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. What happens when the kid gets colic or whatever? I don't know. Eh. You know. But uh, not with Uncle Paul. Trep's going around now, Fred. Right. You know. So, but you you need. You know, more than one person. Plus, I can handle it. Plus, I'm sure you need special insurance for that. You can't just open up a daycare. Probably special training, too. right? You can't just open up a daycare. I, you know, there's right. certain. So, it's not. I'm, and I'm saying that's why you shouldn't do it. You should do it, but and it's just a time yeah. thing. And the troubling thing for me on this survey is not that they didn't have daycare, not that their weight room is not up to par. It across the board. Yeah, it was across the board. There was like nine categories. And in eight out of nine of those categories, they they dropped yeah. from last year. Yeah. Um, and they didn't do well last year. Right. So those are some things that I think Robert and Jonathan Kraft will look at and hopefully will take an honest look at it now, I can and see you, what they can do better. I can tell you two years ago when the report came out, we got low marks in travel. And I can tell you over the last two years, like the hotels that we've been staying at. low marks in travel again. Yeah. But, but the, the but hotels have been better. Went way up. You know? So, like, I don't know what... And I know a lot of teams make guys have roommates. I know this team doesn't. No. Nope. You know, so I don't know. Like, were guys in a bad mood when they filled it out? You're 4 and 13. Everybody's so pissed. So, my, my theory on that was that anything, you know, because you don't have the weight room that you want, because you don't have the locker room space that you want, because you don't have the family amenities that you want, those are all sort of things that point back to ownership, right? Yeah. Yep. Travel kind of points back to ownership. Ah, that's another one. Well, what what was wrong with travel exactly? Right. Now, you know, we've talked about – I don't really know exactly what you can do travel-wise. Yeah. That, it's a, it's that's all, above and beyond. Well, it's the quality hotel, you, which we – You have, a, you have yeah. good hotels. You don't have to have roommates, and, and you have a charter flight. Right. Like What else do you – and the, char, you know, and the Your charter flight good. isn't going to be any different than someone else's. And I know yeah. people say, well, they have their own plane. Yes, it, they own the plane, but it's a regular like charter plane yeah. from Delta. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not like a special, fancy, souped-up yeah, I mean, version. the seats are wider. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like any other but, NFL plane. But, you know, like so who knows what, what went into that. But I, could, I just think that was collateral damage because I oh, agree yeah. with you. I know that the, I've heard everybody, even though I don't travel anymore, I've heard you and many others say there was a, an uptick in the hotels. Yeah. Yeah. And they went down. Yeah. And those, so you know, who knows why? But I, I can tell you that yes, those marks are probably deserved in in most of the cases. A lot of what we see here is outdated. Uh, you know, most a lot of teams that have had a stadium for twenty five years are trying to build a whole new stadium. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that's the way to go. Yeah. like go 30, 35 years and then rebuild as opposed to yeah the Fenway Park model. Right. And, well, that's a kind of a historic landmark. But anyway, um, but most teams have gone to the separate football facility model rather than have everything in the stadium. And I, I, I think they're looking at that, you know. Um, but that doesn't mean that the crafts are bad owners. No. You know, no. It, it's, but people are like, they look, and it, it, it's all because of Bill Belichick. There's a lot of Bill Bots out there who... They're looking for anything to prove that he should still oh, the be here. Oh, the criticism, yeah. you mean? Oh, yeah, they're online? For, you know, yeah. they, they think that— There's Bill, been a lot of rallying around yeah, Bill they, Belichick they, that I didn't really see in the years right. uh, you know, leading up to his They, they his think ouster. Bill's been getting you know, knocked down, which in some he cases has. he has. They're, they're right about I'm that. Not, I'm not saying he hasn't, but they're coming now. They want to knock down Kraft. Right. You know? 
Right. So, and some of it, like you said, is deserved. And I think that, you know, when you look at it, and everybody talked about this yesterday, like the the arms race in college for these facilities that you're talking about has just oh, yeah. gone through the roof. And that's where all these kids are coming from. So the people that are taking these surveys now are coming from Oregon and Alabama and Florida State and LSU. Right. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of those facilities, Fred. Right. They're unreal. Well, that's why Bill would— They blow the NFL away. That's why Bill would like to draft people from Western Chattanooga. <laughs> they wouldn't complain. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do think that that's part of it. Now you're getting a different experience for these college kids as they come into the league, it's and they're true. like, oh, I figured it would be better in the pros. It's really the same or worse. Do you remember the old Foxborough Stadium? Well, Guys from Ohio that. State would get here. Forget that. Like, they, they were all talking is, about their high school facilities. I, I, I was just going to say. They, they said my high school stadium is bigger than this place. But, yeah, so I, you know, we'll catch up. For a while we were, you know— and the, the weight room now is we've, we've fallen behind, and we'll get back to the front. The again. weight room is underway, ish. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna renovate the weight room. I mean, I I was in it recently. It it it's drab. I've been in there. Yeah, yeah it's you know, drab. Matt and I when we did our podcast with Adam Vinatieri, humble brag. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen Adam lately physically. Uh, yeah, jacked. Yeah. So that yeah. was part of the thing. We did a little separate thing with him on his fitness routine. We went in the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and that was the first time since it's been completely expanded. Yeah. That I had been in there. And yeah, like on the surface from a regular guy, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of, a lot of crap in here that, of, that didn't used to be in here. But, but it, I it, can understand the, the it, kinetics and, and the, the technology. Yeah. You don't have the room. And it's crowded. You yeah. Know? You don't have the room to yeah. do like the probably those little monitor yeah. runs and but, stuff like that, but, agility things. But, you know, when Gerard in his first press conference, he, he mentioned in his mind the importance of the weight room. So that's why I think the first thing they're doing now, that he's the head coach, is they're figuring out how to make that better. Yeah. Um, but I can say that, you know, even then, it may only be a couple-year fix. I think that they're even thinking bigger than that down yeah. the road. And, yeah, we're yeah, probably not ready to talk about no, that. But, but yeah. I, I, but my point is – I'm with you. They, my point is, they're not just dismissing this. The, the ownership, they they're taking this seriously. And you remember, and you know, it was it was a big thing on my shows because they like to pick, oh, pick, yeah. pick. But they, they to laugh. And you make remember fun. when when yeah. Bill talked in Vegas about the oh, Taj Mahal? Yeah. That th- these are some of the things that they were being discussed. Yeah. And again, when you do a renovation of you know the the scoreboard in the lighthouse. That's going to open yourself up to criticism when you get these kinds of grades for the actual players, because that's kind of for the World Cup. I mean, right? They, you know, they wanted to, you know, gussy the place up for the World Cup that's coming when twenty six, two years. Yeah, you know, and like people don't know, but we just put in a new turf field. Yeah, in, in the grass yeah. portion, even though obviously a football field always stays the same, but the grass portion has expanded because in World Cup. The soccer field's actually a little wider. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a little wider. So you see the grass extends further out, making the track around the outside narrower. You know, uh, There's still the same space between a football field and the stands, but now it's more grass than it used to be, or right. turf. Yeah. You know? It's um, very green. Yeah, it's very nice. Have you seen it? Yep. Um, you know, but the other thing about it is, like, people make fun of the crowd. Oh, they built this lighthouse and they put the scoreboard in, and you know, uh, but they can't pay for a family room. 
okay, that's fine. That's but, what I'm saying. Like the you, other thing, you're going to open yourself the up. The other to thing that. they have to realize underneath the scoreboard is this new club, and they're making money off the club, and that helps with everything else. You know, that'll help with building this next phase of renovation that they do that the players will like. You know, right? So it's I, I don't know, but. Get back to my original point at the top of the show. Everything the Patriots do right now is going to be criticized, you know, by the people who are looking to knock down Kraft because their their butts hurt because Bill's gone, you know. And I get it, you know. Yeah, there's been a lot of that too. A lot of the old, uh, a lot of the old guard coming out of oh, the woodwork. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. I just, you know, I I think it's curious that you didn't hear a lot from those people. When you no. know, Bill was sort of you know, right, hanging in the in the wind right. there, uh, you know, down the stretch of the season. All of a sudden, now it's all and you know, and I understand it. I, I understand their their viewpoint, like because they were probably looking at us like, yeah, you know, maybe it was time for Bill to go. Right. You know, maybe the expiration date had come. And then you listen to the commentary for a month from the team, not from right. people. And there were some curious comments. I've been critical of them. Yeah. And I said it again on Tuesday. Sure. I just wish that we could go a whole press conference without referencing, you know, how hard-ass it was, yeah. you know, to use the latest one and, you know, the, the importance of, you know, building bridges and right. knocking down the silos. And I think, you know, Gerard probably heard some of that criticism of it and addressed it on Wednesday. Right. We haven't did. really talked about the fact that Gerard talked on Wednesday. He did. Yeah. Um, the other misconception – Related to this is people. I've heard people say, "Oh, the timing of this documentary is interesting." Oh, you know, I I can tell you unequivocally that the Patriots had nothing to do with the release of this thing and the timing. This is an Apple thing. This is now. If, if you want to criticize, right <laughs> there, you go. If you want to criticize the timing of having it produced, because well, I think there's a little. They've been producing it for three years. No, I know. Yeah. If you want to criticize the fact that they. They commissioned this when they did. Yeah, I think that's that that's relevant. I think that's valid. Like as a point of comparison, the Bulls came out decades yeah. after. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, this is while it's still going yeah. on. Yeah, you know, and this is where I think Bill was at a disadvantage. I'll stick up from here. You know, Bill Parcells can say what he says. He can be completely honest and candid because. He's got no skin in the game. Right. Bill was interviewed while he was still the head coach. Right. That's tough. Right. That's and I tough. and I think that you could make an argument that that's no time to do a, do a documentary on your yeah. success while the principles are still yeah. involved. Right. Um, but the whole idea of the timing of its release is absurd. And yeah. I, I uh, snapped at someone on Twitter about that, and they were like, uh, you know, so so this comes out. Uh, the fact that this was announced to be be released three days after they got back from Germany right. is no coincidence. I said, no, actually, it's the very definition of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and uh, crickets. I didn't hear anything back. Like, yeah. I, I, again, I don't often respond because I really understand it. I know we I, work for the team, there, and with that comes slings and arrows I, that I'm prepared to take. I know, and I understand. I know this isn't one of them. I know. I, I, this isn't But one. anyway, um, I was just uh, walking by a TV just before the show. I e wasn't on it. I haven't been on ESPN TV ESPN2 was on with the Greenberg and a couple other people. Get up. And the big story now is that, number one, 
may not be Caleb Williams. It could be Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I think that went out the window. Um, well, they were just talking. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Yeah. It, I think there's a report that, in principle, the Bears and Falcons have agreed on a Justin I, Fields trade. Oh, is that right? And if that's true, I think unequivocally Caleb Williams is going to Chicago. Why? Why? When, why? If they like Jaden Daniels, why? Why does it matter who the quarterback they like to make that trade for Fields? No, no, no. Because I think Chicago likes Caleb Williams. If Chicago decided we, we're going to stick with J- Justin Fields, then they would trade. Then I don't know what the other team does. No, I know what you're saying. But, but if Chicago what, stays what if, what at number Chicago one, I think, it's, I think they like Caleb Williams. No, it okay. doesn't mean I'm right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I, I'm not but, Ryan But Poles. I'm just saying that that was the talk. On but I think it would be crazy to not take the best quarterback – you know, on the board and yeah. and trade your guy. But, but who was that? Arlovsky was making the case for Jaden Daniels. Yeah, there's been a lot. And, and I do think this is interesting, and I've been trying to pay attention to this a little bit, just how differently they're all viewed by different people. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, you hear a lot of Drake May, uh, and you know, kind of a mess mechanically, gets a little wild with his footwork, um, you know, doesn't always, you know, stay on script, but, you know, tremendous uh, ability, size, uh, you know, power. Daniels, you know, dynamic runner in the open field, um, sometimes guilty of giving up on the play too quickly and relying on his legs too much. Yep. You know, and then you hear from different guys, and it's totally different on the same player. Yeah. Which I think kind of points to the whole thing like – this quarterback class is considered strong, but I don't know if there's an alpha in it. Right. Like I don't know if there's a like even even Trevor Lawrence. Now I saw I saw another thing. Um, who was the guy? Someone had put together a list of the quarterback prospects coming out. All his grades, draft grades. Uh, it might have been Daniel Jeremiah, one of those guys. One, one yeah. of the yeah. One of the bigger name yeah. draft gurus. Andy Hart. And he had. Trevor Lawrence, um, Caleb Williams was was uh, one over Trevor Lawrence, and then um, you know like other guys came in like over the last five oh, years. Oh, over the last five years, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I I still I don't think that any I don't think that Williams is considered to be as good of a prospect as Lawrence was at that time. Uh, in my in my opinion, yeah. but this this guy would disagree. I don't know. Like, I forget like, who it was. The way they're talking about or at least before the way they were talking about Williams is he's a generational player. Yeah, I don't – I like Caleb Williams, as you know, more yeah. than you guys do because yeah. I'm not really yeah, – well, I'm not embarrassed yeah. that, he, that that a guy yeah. cried after yeah. after putting 40-something points on the board and losing. But he he's a little small. Yeah. And I don't really – I don't know how you get around that, like to just say, like, he can't miss. Now, Kyler Murray was really small, and he was the number one overall pick. But – I don't remember people saying he can't miss. Yeah, right. You know, he's right. a generational talent. Right. I think there was a there was a risk there. Yeah, you know, and he's been good, but not great. Yeah, so, Kyler but, Murray. But I, the other thing is, I think maybe since ESPN has skin in the game, they they broadcast the draft. They're creating that drama. You know, here's a reason to tune. I in. don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. And they'll be pissed when it comes out that they're picking whoever they pick. Right. And that'll come out beforehand. Yeah. It almost always does. I mean, sometimes it doesn't, I guess. But remember yeah. the year there was like the first four or five picks had been known? Yep. And Goodell was really uh, – yeah. Goodell yeah. was really upset about it. So – but, I, you know – It if, just shows you how 
and how concerned they are with things that aren't important. Yeah. Like, we got to get the ratings. Yeah. The ratings. But if it's true um, that Daniels is rising, that would be interesting. The other thing, you know, we talk, I think we talked about Tuesday. McCarthy seems to be gaining a little steam. J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, and I was a little concerned. I was confused when, when we talked to Mike and Evan about it. I don't know if, if they had sort of been up to speed on what we were talking oh, about. Really? like You know, because, like, Evan was saying, like, you, you know, you, you know, early second round. Right. You know, and I I think people are starting to talk around. Well, he was know, before, but Nationally, now, yeah. people are starting to talk about him being a, a top half of the first round guy. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's just this stuff that you're talking about. Well, it's yeah. time to start to make the yeah. promotional tour and get generate interest in this. I don't know. Yep. So, good stuff. Um, phones are racking up. 855-PATS-500. Emails webradio at patriots.com. Um, let's see. Jack, uh, he, he writes in from Ann Arbor. He's a big Michigan guy. Uh, and he's got, he sent us pictures of the uh, Michigan weight room, which um, it's nice. I don't even think that's considered to be one of the yeah. the, the elite ones. Yeah. It's and not, I'm sure it's better than the Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots one is drab. And it it's, is. And it's crowded. And uh, it used to be half the size, too. Can you imagine that? You know? So, but things are evolving in sports and the Patriots right now are behind a little bit but they'll they'll get back there I, I can guarantee it it's not going to be an issue uh, for long hey did you think it was interesting that Kansas City because Kansas City was like the only really good team that fa- that fared well, really the badly were bad too. oh yeah that's yeah. another one yeah but I, I I thought it was interesting that Kansas City was as far down the list yeah which to me makes perfect sense like they they're talking about the the little things like, you know, that they promised locker room improvements and they got them new chairs. That was it. Right. I think it comes down very simply. They they hung them out to dry last year. Yeah. Personnel wise. Yeah. They're cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah, they Clark, didn't. They, Clark Hunt got a, uh, a real bad. He got F minus. He got an F minus <laughs> for an order. No, yeah. I got a D plus. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily surprised that Clark Hunt didn't get a good grade. But that Kansas City as a whole fared so badly. But yeah. I think you look at their their receiver situation last year. I'm sure those players said we didn't do everything we could to win this year, yeah. and they won anyway. Right. But I, I'm sure that they looked at it that way. Yeah, and you wonder how much of that is, you know, Mahomes always says the right things in public, but how much does he say behind the scenes to his players? Like we, you know, we need better players. It can't be all me all the time, you know. And and uh, the people follow. Him. Do you imagine if, if you know? Can yeah. you imagine if they they re- respond to that criticism and they say, you know what, we got to do better. Forget it. And we go. They'll win know, five in a row. We re up <laughs> Legarius Sneed and Chris yeah. Jones, and we go out and instead of you know they they re- magically created cap space by releasing a jag wide yeah. receiver. Um, Patriots and, fans and they, are going to lose go out their and head. Sign, sign a couple of receivers, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, we couldn't beat them when they didn't have a lot of talent. Right. You know, yeah, that'd be bad news for the rest of the AFC. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's see what people are uh, looking to talk about. Um, we'll start off with Cameron in North Carolina. What's up, Cameron? Hey, how you guys doing? Okay, doing great. Hey, first time caller. Um, first of all, I just want to say, coming from somebody that doesn't have a great memory, Paul, your memory is impeccable. Um, and if you have any tips to 
help me out with that. I'm all ears. Yeah, um, I, I just wish I could. It's I just gift. wish I could remember things that are important, like my wife's birthday. <laughs> I hope she's not I, I listening. I think I have that one down. It's more the Patriots memories that get me. Yeah. Um, but I, I just had a quick question, and uh, I actually emailed this a, a few weeks ago. Um, but I'm from Carolina, and I'm not a Drake May hater. But I was wondering, do you guys see any similarities between him and Paxton Lynch from a few years ago? Um, I, because after kind of watching them and looking into them, they both kind of had the same uh, things coming out uh, in the draft, strong arm, uh, decent outside the pocket, good mobility. Um, they're both 6'5", didn't play on the best college teams, um, and they're also projected to be the third overall quarterback. So I just wanted to see if you guys see any yeah. similarities between those two. Yeah, I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I don't see a lot of similarities, but um... – I'm just going to try to look up in some of um, Paxton Lynch's college stats. I don't remember him being considered to be like a, du- a dual threat. I remember him being like a spread offense kind of timing, almost like an air raid kind of thing. Um, you know, it was a lot of quick yeah, sh- shotgun, quick throws, no real progressions. Like go out of the pocket and, and, and make some plays. Yeah, I didn't remember him being like that, um, but I, I will – I will absolutely take your word for that um, because I'm I can't find his college stats, so I'm kind of trying to find him. Um, <laughs> I know that's kind of a random one too, but after yeah. like digging on it a little bit, that's that's just one person. Obviously, I think Drake May is a little more advanced, but uh, I, I just saw some similarities there. Yeah, like I mean, and just so you know, like I I have concerns about all three quarterbacks for different reasons, and Drake May is, is you know. I thought two years ago when he had good talent around him, he was much better than he was last year, and I would be looking for him to raise the level around him a little bit more. Yeah, you know, even though I've yeah. been pro Drake May, I, I do recognize that he didn't have a good year last year, and you know, one of the reasons I heard for that a lot is that he lost so much. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm looking for you to lift people. Yeah, you know, right. All right, thanks, Cameron. What, you know, I thought it was interesting. Both Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo have mentioned when they're talking about quarterbacks, apart from the you know the physical skills, the you know the throwing, the mobility, all that stuff, they're looking for toughness and leadership. And you wonder how much of that is recency bias with Mac Jones. You know, um, you know. I, I think he, that's another they, one they of keep those. Mentioning that over and over again, and you just wonder like. What's on their mind when they're saying that, you know? That's another one of those that I think, you know, careful. And I didn't, you know, I immediately got a text from my brother when Wolf said it because my brother was really impressed with Elliot Wolf, as we were when we talked about him. You know, he was like, I wish he didn't have – do you think those were rocket shots at Mac? Right. And I was like, you know what? I could totally understand why people think they were rocket shots, but as I was listening to him, I don't necessarily think he was talking about Mac Jones. But, but I think it, he was talking about what he didn't want. But it's and, yet, but it's but yet it's impossible, another example. It's of impossible to everything separate. Everything they say is going to be scrutinized as some type of, uh, you know, indictment yeah. on either the past regime or existing players or or whatever. It's it's really it's a wild time. Yeah, Paxton Lynch wasn't a, a big runner in college. Um, he did have 13 rushing touchdowns one year, but only 300 yards in on 100 attempts. And you know, I I just I think it's different out of that spread, you know, kind of like goal line stuff yeah. as opposed to 
being mobile. Yeah. I mean, no one's like Jaden Daniels. He's a special runner from the quarterback position. But I think May was more more of, of a runner than that. But uh, I mean, I'll look at his stats and see how much different they are. Uh, while you're doing that, Donnie in Pittsburgh writes Donnie. in. Donnie. Uh, did I hear Fred correctly? You guys gave the film crew access to archival footage on team servers. Inside job, Spygate, he says. Uh, on football, liking the news so far about who Mayo and Wolf have been publicly meeting with. I also like the reports that we will target a quarterback and a free agent if those reports are, in fact, accurately confirming our speculation of the team's intentions. Mark Daniels also reported, alongside the free agent and draft plan, that Mac is on his way out. See, that's the kind of report that I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. With that also being a common speculation over the last two months, how do you f and Paul feel about having Mac's role confirmed? Like, well, what does he mean? There's no role? further confirm for yeah. conf confirmation of Mac Jones's status. Yeah. Like, everybody's been saying he will not be back. Right. For a long time. Right. Now, we'll see what happens. Has anyone on the team. Like, come out and just said that? No, they haven't said that yet. No, no, and that would be a confirmation. But Right. <laughs> but but they also haven't said Max, our quarterback, you know? And, <laughs> right, you know? Yeah, and just, by the way, just real quick, um, Drake May ran for 700 yards two years ago um, and uh, another 500 last year, uh, four, 450 last year. So I think he's more of a runner than Paxton Lynch was um, and definitely a better passer. But – who knows? Now, the Similar other, size. The other thing sure. they were talking about in this Get Up show is that Drake May might fall out of the top five. He might not even be in the top five. Yeah, I, I am convinced that it's what you said. Yeah. It's a just creating PR. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's in L.A. What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, good calling back in with you guys. Um, kind of hard for me to call in now because, I don't know, I don't really keep up with well, I don't even keep up at all. I don't really watch college football. I want to get into this. It. I don't know. I don't even know where to start, you know. But, um, so, yeah, I really appreciate all the information you guys give, especially Evan and Deuce are at the Combine right now. So, yeah. shout out to them. Sure. They're working and hard. And I was on Evan's boat when he was talking about signing, I mean, going for a luxurious need, but unfortunately he got franchise tag. So, yeah, that shouldn't take him off the board the if you want him. Yeah, you can still get him, but you're going to have to give up. Is it uh, cuz there's two levels of franchise, right? Well, it'll be two first round picks, yeah. but they they have said that they uh want to work with him. They want to re-sign him. They're putting the tag on him with the intention of signing him, but in doing so, they told him that they're giving him permission to talk to other teams if a trade can be worked out. So, that's why I say you know, you have a possibility there if you if yeah. you want. Now, I don't, I don't think that that would be something the Patriots would do. But right. so, Eddie, you said you didn't know where to start. Why? Are there a lot of things on your mind? Well, it's not that. I just don't know, like what, like what channels they pass the college games on or anything like that. I just I'm clueless when it comes to college football. I don't know how oh. like the divisions work or like well, listen, or whatever, you know? go to any one of these websites, ESPN or whatever, and they've got their draft people. Look at who their top prospects are, and then go to YouTube and watch the film on the on the top prospects. You know, it's, that's kind of yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was doing. I Just so you know, that's all anybody does, uh, yeah, except and, for the real scouts. And, and now, you know, take it with a grain of salt because you're only going to see their highlights for the right. most part, you know? Yeah, that, that's also the thing yeah. that I was getting at, too. I was like, I don't know, this is just like a highlight tape, so obviously every play is going to be good, you know? Right. 
So now the the people, the professionals, are obviously Thanks, watching Eddie. full games, yeah. bad games, good games, right? Good plays, bad plays. You know, they're looking at who the defense was. They were playing Correct. against you. They're, they're they're really breaking it down. Uh, we hope. Uh, Mike's in Puerto Rico. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? Today? Good. Hey, first of all, I don't know if it's um, anybody else can call and and confirm this, but the uh, busy signal is coming in really loud. The busy the, signal when when you're holding. Oh. So I don't know if that's something with well, your line. Why would you and hold when there's a busy a signal? You hang up and try again, right? No, 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 no. Like as I'm holding right now, like as I was holding to get on. Yeah. There was a re, uh, a busy signal bleeping in the background. Oh, Matt Morell, I don't know and what you can on do. Top of that, like every. Morell, get get to yeah, the bottom. Yeah, he's, he's on it right now. He's on the case, Mike. He's he's working two phones back there. Okay. I mean, he's 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 working. No, that's fine. And then every like thirty your phone, Mike. Less, like a, a noise comes out. It sounds like the predator when he used to like something like that. But anyway, that's just Paul. Um, After he drinks a cup of Pepsi, he burps. I don't burp, but sometimes I got a little yeah. a little stuffy, so yeah. I give up a little of that once so, in a while. I did have a question but i see uh, i maybe seeing as everybody uh it's, it's only you guys today and i would like to get a sense of the room so i'm going to say it for next week no oh, okay but, great um i would make a point and then uh just try to see where you guys uh feel on this it's after seeing like the, the change in the in the vision or the feel of the organization over the last couple of weeks would either of you have sacrificed any of the super bowls um, in order to get an organization that allowed you and the fans to be more engaged and feel more, what do you call it, identify better with the organization. No. No. Meaning? No. Not no. at all. No. No. I, I, don't, I don't care. I don't, I, 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 in bottom line, as a fan, I want my team to win. Right. I don't need to have someone know who I am or I think. I think anything like that. I, I don't want to spoil because I've seen the screeners, so I don't want to spoil something that Brady says later. Uh, but if you're watching the documentary, watch at the end what Brady says about this whole run, and I think he nails it. Okay. But, okay. So that's it. I'll, it's a teaser. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, wish I was in Puerto Rico right now. Probably nice and warm down there. Well, you never know what you're going to get on TV, too, once you go. Uh, yeah. Down. Uh, down Jacob's down in Washington in that State. Area. What's up, Jacob? Jacob, Washington State. Jacob. Oh man. All yeah, right. I thought he was going to go with. Would you give up a Super Bowl for you know eight nineteen and you know having a, a better quarter you know or whatever some yeah. quarterback or whatever? Well, I mean, anybody would give up no. a Super Bowl for going nineteen and zero, Fred. That's Not, one for one. Anything he said, I. I, I I could care less about feeling more part of the team or no. any of that. You know? like people have talked to me a lot. You know, it's it's funny. We were talk. We started the show talking about Gerard Mayo and the new regime a lot, and people have asked me, "So what's it been like?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's part of me that looks at it as I have a better relationship right now with Gerard Mayo than I ever did with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Now is that a good thing? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, we're all human beings. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, if right. if they're winning five games the next three years and Gerard gets gets let go, like is that going to be better for me because I I, I was friends with him? Like I'm, I, I'm I, not I, friends is strong. Right. I I have a better relationship I, with him. I, I had a better relationship with Pete Carroll, but I, you know, like thank God for Bill Belichick. You know, <laughs> 
It, it, that's not what yeah. we're here for. I mean, we're not it, here for it, that. It, it, it was funny when, you know, we talked to that, you know, Gerard, you know, spent some time with us. You know, not Fred and I, but the organization in a sort of off-the-cuff little Q&A session that we had a couple weeks ago. And I happened to be right where Gerard was when he came into the thing. I was one of the first people that he stopped, and I, you know, he shook my hand, gave me a little hug. And I turned. I told you, I turned and I, I joked with Mike Dussel, and I said, Deuce, it's just like all the hugs we used to get from Bill, remember? Yeah, right. And we were laughing, but again, yes, we're all human beings, and we liked to sort of yeah, be known and sure. be able. It, it's going to be nice to be walking down the hall, and if Mayo happens to be coming the other way, you're not nervous about it. You're not feeling like, am I doing the right thing? Should I be in this area or the building? Right. There's no fear. Right. And with Bill, there was an intimidation factor that was real. The only the only saving grace with Bill is you're in the same boat as everybody else. Oh, yeah. It's like you didn't have to. Like, That's it, also how I used to answer that question. Right. It wasn't like he treated you differently than anyone else, you know? No. He, he treated some national guys better than anybody else, but locally – yeah. We were all sort of on the same we had no he had no the use scribes. for it. He had no use for the scribes. Yeah. All right. Uh Paul has use for food, which just got here. You're so mean. So we'll take a break. Um lots of calls, lots of emails. Oh, live read. Um live read. Stream of consciousness. Oh, God. Live read. Paul, did you know that Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, is proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires? Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. As I think back over the past few seasons, I wanted to thank my most trusted game day teammate, Tostitos. As I recall the last minute grocery runs and late night dishwashing, the salty defeats and spicy victories, I realized it was all thanks to my teammate Tostitos. It was always you, Tostitos. Team up with Tostitos the official chip and dip of the New England Patriots. And we are back with another edition of the PU Halftime Show. I am joined by Alex and Chris. All right, got some new some new, new talent on air. Chris, we did good last time. Yeah, Welcome. I thought it was all right. Thought all right, as always, we start off with some trivia. I worked hard on this, guys. So, all right, this is big stuff. Um, don't answer them. Question one. It is the Combine. So, what was Tom Brady's 40 time at the Combine? Question two. On the Patriots' current roster, who is the oldest player? And now this might have changed from when I said it, but current roster will go from it. If it's changed in the past couple of days, go for it. Oldest player, oldest Patriots player on the current roster. And number three. How many times have the Patriots worn white in the Super Bowl? All right. Send your answers into webradiopatriots.com. And, guys, the topic today, Chris picked this one because, you know, he's a rookie to the show. So I'm making him do the topics. He said, as an athlete, what has been your favorite moment and your worst moment? All right? Chris, you want to start? Young I gun? I can't. Unless Alex wants to start. Yeah, Alex, you want to start? Ladies, ladies first. first. Ladies okay. first. Ladies first. 
I think I've told one of my embarrassing ones on the show when I first got a rep, but uh, I definitely ate the track doing hurdles before. Oh. That stinks. That's never fun. All right. Are we doing worse first? Then we'll go around? around Yeah, we can do worse. All right, right. Chris, go for it. My worst might take a little bit, but it's not that long. So I forget which grade we were in. We are in, like, middle school football, whatever. It was four years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You guys know me so well. Middle school football, uh, I was a fullback. My coaches trusted me with the football. We were finally, we were playing Marlboro. Marlboro, they always had our number when we were younger. And we, it came down to the wire. All we had to do was run the ball out, the game would end. I was getting the ball every play. 34 trap, handed it off to Chris. The last time they handed it off to me, all I had to do was go down, the game would have ended. The kid stripped out of my hand, ran his court touchdown, we lost. I think I saw that on Twitter. You might have. You <laughs> might, honestly, you might have because everybody talks about it, even to this day. I can't live it down, and it, it hurts. Does that keep you it up hurts. at night? Uh, oh, it, it's tough. It's, so. Every time we're all together, my former teammates, I hear Hold it. on to the ball, Petey. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Butterfingers. It's unbelievable. All right, I'll go with this. Listen, I've had some, like I've lost NCAA games. I've like lost big high school games, so I'm going to go with most okay, embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So this this is a most embarrassing moment. All right. So I played Seacoast Academy soccer, and we were playing against Red Bull's New York Academy team. And so I was still pretty new to this team. And I was on the bench, and they're like, all right, we got tea. like, right, warm up, go in. And so I'm ready to go. I'm juiced up. All right. But I forgot, or I didn't even know this could happen. They gave me some new socks. And so <laughs> – Put my boots on, tied them up for good, ran on. I, I kid you not, my my feet kept coming out of my cleat. Like, and what you need those in soccer. And so I'm just like barefoot. They had to sub me out, and I like I couldn't do anything. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. They get slippery. It, it was crazy. But it's like I've worn new socks before. I've never had this happen. I don't know if it was the sole in the cleat, but I'm like running down the line, and I'm next thing I know, I'm barefoot. You're too fast, Tease. Yeah, I ran You're out my quick. shoes. Ran out my shoes. You're too quick. Ran out my no, shoes. No, you keep up with these. I'll give one more quick one, just because I had told the hurdle story on PU before, but. So this is pretty timely, too, because we were just talking about hydration with Evan yeah. on well, it's going to be Thursday's show by the time people are listening to this. But I was a perpetually dehydrated little kid. And I remember I was doing a soccer throw-in. And simultaneously, as I'm throwing the ball, both of my calves cramped up at the mm. same time. The worst Charlie horse I've ever had to this day in both calves. I just fell. So the ball goes, like, straight up in the air and I just collapsed and no one knew what was wrong with me, but I like couldn't move my legs. And I was just like, it was the first time I was ever like in that much pain on a soccer <laughs> you didn't, you didn't even know what a cramp but it was, was like such <laughs> a stupid thing. Like it wasn't even an injury. I just had to drink water. That probably looked way more serious than it actually was too. Yeah. Like it people did. watching like, Oh my goodness, yeah. Alex. Oh yeah. All right, all right, Chris, let's, let's get to our favorite moment. All right. All right. You want to go first? My favorite moment. It's, Fairly simple. We won a state championship here my junior year of high school. At Gillette? At Gillette Stadium. Ooh, it was wow. a really big day. We beat North Attleboro. Team went 13-0. What year um, was that? My junior year. Which was what year? Uh, 2018. Oh, geez. I bet you I was here. You might have been. I was here. You might have been, but we did. sports from Mass Live, for sure. We did secure a victory. I did not play very much junior year, but. It's because you let the ball go to the other team when you were fullback. <laughs> when I was in, like, fifth grade, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Tape don't exactly. lie. Uh, but, no, that was a really cool moment, just experiencing the whole Gillette Stadium atmosphere. And, I mean, it felt like, I mean, there was probably 
2,000 fans instead of 70,000. But, I mean, that whole experience was just unbelievable. And it came down to the wire. We won by, like, two points. And, I mean, we were on the bus ride home, and it was it was a fever dream. It oh. was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Super cool. High school hero, man. Yeah, well, All right, Alex, what you got? Okay. So, back in middle school, like pro- I must have been in, like, sixth grade. My dad's my coach. And my two older cousins, Lauren and Nina, are at my soccer game. And I worship them. They were both just, like, filthy, filthy athletes. Such good soccer players. So, I really looked up to them. I wanted to have a good game. But I got mad because our goalie couldn't attend because she was making, like, her first communion or something. So, I had to be the goalie. And... My dad was the coach, so I was the girl that got thrown into, like, literally every position that was needed. Work so on I'm a craft. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm not going to score a goal today in front of my cousins. I was so pissed. But I was determined to have, like, the best substitute goalie performance of my life. And, one, it was a shutout. Didn't let up a goal. I made some crazy diving saves that people were, like, super impressed about. Like, it was an out-of-body experience. I wouldn't. You got the juice. You got the juice. <laughs> and just like I remember a girl was on a breakaway. This was the highlight of the moment. There was a girl on the on a breakaway from the other team. And I just came out to cut off the angle and just jumped on the ball. Like no fear at all. She just fell and tripped over me. And like everyone was like, Alex, we thought that was for sure a goal. Like that would have lost us the game. And everyone was like, great job. And I saw my cousins cheering for me and I thought it was great. There you go. That's a great feeling. All right. For me, I'll do new Mac championship. We beat MIT. Um, I don't think it was overtime. It was like, it was close though. It was like 2-1 last second. And to be fair, and I can say it now, it was like 10 years ago. MIT low-key scored bar down. No VAR. Ooh. So we kept playing. Our coach was like, Dickie, Dickie, kick the ball out, kick the ball out. Did that. <laughs> and, on, and, then, and then we scored it. So, yeah, that was awesome. Play the whistle, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Jeez, back, in your day, probably, back, back in your day, they probably didn't have that VR show. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Hey, easy, 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 I, I easy. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. that for you in high school? Yeah. We had, no, I'm just kidding. No, we didn't. No, but, yeah, so that got us to NCAAs. Now it's great. So, you know, a little soccer career Good stuff. Times. Good times. But, um, all right, guys, thanks for joining the show. Uh, if you got the trivia, I don't even know what we're giving away anymore. But I'm sure you're going to get something if you got the trigger right. So uh, send your answers to webradiopatriots.com and uh, let's get back to the show. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in... History. Uh, right. Andrew hey. used to go to the same gym as Andy Hart, right on Route Run over here. And oh, we'd do see tell. Him. So we'd see him every morning before work. So he said one day at the gym, there was this guy and there was a boxing, one of those big boxing bag. bags. And the guy was like hitting it really hard and grunting and whatever and like making a big scene. And he was like 6, 6.30 in the morning. Like, what is this guy doing? So he was about to go to Andy and be like, check out this guy and then all of a sudden Andy as soon as the guy was done Andy went over ah! and he started doing the same thing ah! to the bag and Andrew Andrew was like he was like I was literally like seconds away from being like hey check that's out this awesome. guy so that's part of Andy's routine that he never really told us about right. the heavy bag we right. didn't know that that was something he uses the heavy bag and really. Andrew was about to make fun of the other guy so oh, he must awesome. have to stand really close with those short arms <laughs> yeah. that's another great moment from just just see Andy with the Zubas on just you know pounding away at the bag that's a good one that I hadn't he heard, head, but I hadn't too. heard that one 
Does he headbutt the bag too? Because that could do damage. Oh, I would not want to be talk about knocking the stuffing out. Yeah, I would not want to be headbutted by his noggin. That would be really bad. Paul, we had a little trivia. That's my favorite. My favorite time. Um, You got my my halftime pizza. I'm all set. I'm ready. Should be ready Uh, to go. They've been talking about it a lot uh, on Twitter today. What was Tom Brady's 40 time at the combine? Um, I got to disqualify myself because I looked it up. Yeah, five one seven. Five two eight. Yeah, it said on no, five one seven is what he did today. Yeah, and he or did on, he on, did five one eight uh, on five one seven. It was virtually the same. Yeah, which is still remarkable. But oh yeah, he didn't faster, but yeah. it's. I think it, it said on the uh, when I looked it up, it, it was five one seven and five. And then no. he did two today. He did two with the no bill, no bill thing. Five one eight and five one two. Right, because they had two stopwatches. Right. Just to, and one of them was five one two. Right, but at the combine, he did a five two eight. So he was faster by a tenth of a second, uh, which is, like you said, amazing. And then, you know, I saw Brian Moore said, if I did that, what? Com- Tom Brady's combine time, you Google, it says 517. Really? Well, anyway. Um, Tyler in New York won that one. Yeah, Tyler in New York. Um, Basically, you could have said anything and found, found, found something to back you but, up. But I think that, like. It, it is uh, remarkable that yeah. 45, what, yeah. is, what is he, 46? Yeah. That he's running the same that he did when he was 22. But if you had a personal masseuse and trained the way he did, you might be able to do that. I'm sure I could run the same right now. Uh, Well, that's not saying much. Right. Exactly. Uh, Wouldn't be 5-1. On the Patriots' current roster, current roster. Current. Who is the oldest player? That's a good question. Oldest player on the current roster. Want a hint? (sighs) Yeah. Special team. I failed. Cody Davis? You got it. Wow. One Cody Davis. And finally, how many times have the Patriots worn white in the Super Bowl? White in the Super Bowl. Adam in Louisiana won the last trivia question. (laughs) Three. Five. Five times, according to the person who did that. Okay, so that na- winner was Patty and Agawam. Patty and Agawam. Yeah, ninety six. They wore white. Um, Two thousand four, they wore white. I don't know. Yeah, they did. The first I, Eagles no, game. I don't know. I don't and know. The Falcons game, they wore white, right? I, again, you know, I believe they did, but like, I don't. So know. that would have meant that they wear white again. I just know that they won against the Rams. They must have worn white. Yeah. I, Forgot that one, 18, so that's four. There must have been another one that I forgot. 86? Did they wear white against the uh, Seahawks? I don't know. 86? Yeah, Seahawks. No, 86 they wore red. Red, okay. 85, but yeah. Yep. Um, Speaking of Jeopardy, I was humming that song. You said you were watching last night. Yeah. And the guy in the middle you think you know? Yeah, he looked – so I didn't really think of it when he got introduced. Uh, His name was Jake. I don't remember the last name. Um, but then, you know, when they come back from that first break in the middle of the first round yeah. where they sort of tell a little story about themselves, well, I, I wasn't really paying attention until his answer, and I guess it was something about the first time he was on Jerry. It's like the tournament champion, so he had been on before. The first time you had said you were going to do um, something um, something special with your 
uh, significant other and alcohol would be involved or something like that. And he started answering that he went to Gillette Stadium, went to the top of the lighthouse and with his girlfriend and needed the uh, hard seltzers or something like that to drink to get past the misery of this season, you oh. know, having to endure the season. Ah, okay. But when he, he like, I was, you know, like I said, it was half paying attention. And then all of a sudden I heard him say the top of the lighthouse at Gillette Stadium. I went, whoa. And I looked and I was like, he kind of looked familiar to me. Like one of those guys that sort of comes to training camp all the time yeah. and lingers around the tent and talks to us. Yeah. But you didn't recognize. I, I well, immediately I texted Fred. I was like, Are "You what?" Because I figured you might I don't recognize go down the, the tent guy. anymore. I'm up, up, up on the uh, ramp. Even after the yeah, I don't oh go yeah, down. you go down and mingle because you got to go to the uh, availability. Because I want to do my job, right? I don't go down there, so I, I didn't recognize him. But you said he might be a Patriots fan who comes to camp. All yeah, time. I'm not uh, not positive. His name was Jake. If anybody, if Jake is listening. You know, maybe he can let us know. Yeah, that was me. On uh, he had some great reactions when he would miss one, miss a question. Yeah, like that he clearly knew, and he would like be so demonstrative, like, uh-huh. like I knew that one. And, and th- this was the tournament of champions, so right? He must be pretty good. Yeah. Well, I guess it was weird because like one of the the guy who won last night, like so they have a bunch Bogus. of rounds, and then they go to the yeah. You know, one of the, oh, it might have been two nights ago. The guy who won had only won three times, three games. And he qualified for the Tournament of Champions. I don't know how that works. Yeah. but uh, Tough year, I guess. Um, and then Paul got a... I say only. <laughs> Paul got a speeding ticket while whilst driving through yeah, Virginia. A lot of people writing in with advice. Uh, Tayshawn writes in from Connecticut. I got a ticket recently driving through Virginia, heading down to Myrtle Beach from Connecticut. The cop told me I had a good record as well, but still gave me the ticket Yeah, in my head. Excuse me. In my head, it's because he thought I wasn't going to come back and fight it. But I ended up making a fun road trip out of it since I have friends in Manassas. Anyway, I was going 84 and a 70, and usually they knocked that down to defective equipment violation. But the judge uh, saw that I came all the way from Connecticut and on top of that had a clean driving record. She dismissed it completely. Wow. And I didn't have to pay any court fees either. And, and you to, just did it all on your own. Yeah, and to think the cheapest lawyer was trying to charge me 500 mm-hmm. when I spent less in tolls and gas. Right, so that would have been my preferred mode because I think so, I, I, everything that he just said I makes perfect sense to me. If you, get a, you go to a traffic court, a district court, uh, for for general thing, you know, like I'm not there on a misdemeanor, like, uh, you know, uh, robbery or, you know, anything violent. You come all the way from Massachusetts to go to Virginia to appear at court. I got to think they're gonna they're gonna yeah. work with you if you're not a jerk, right? Right. But I, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm not going down there again right. to right. do it. I get what he did. He made a fun road trip out of it to to visit friends. But I, I I felt like that, and I was like, I'm not gonna pay a lawyer to do this. Right. It cost me 170 bucks. Oh, did I it? paid it. Oh yeah, I paid it. I went online and yeah, I paid now it yesterday. Surcharge? Do you get a surcharge? Yeah, I'm going to get a surcharge out of it. I'm sure. Yeah, Jonathan but, in in Virginia uh, says, Paul, don't hire a lawyer for your speeding ticket. Those guys take your money for something you can do yourself. If the court allows you to attend the hearing virtually, do so. Yeah, I d- uh, I did not see any options for if that. Your driving record is clean, so he goes on and on. Um, but he's saying you can do it yourself if. Do it yourself if you can. That would have been my course of action, and I just kind of said, you know what? I had I actually remember, you know, Brad on the Eastern Shore. Yeah, he he uh, actually um, hit me up on Twitter and <laughs> said, "Don't fool around with it." 
he said that's they'll consider that reckless driving, which the guy specifically told me it's not reckless driving. He because I told you he originally said I was going ninety two, right? And I said that's the only thing that the only talk back I had at all was like he goes I had you at ninety two and I turned real quick I said I wasn't going ninety two, yeah. and he goes well, and then I said I go and. <laughs> Everybody was blowing by me in the left lane, and that's when he said, well, you changed lanes when you went by me. But I didn't know he was there. Like, I was in the right lane, and guys were flying by me, including Eldred. Bang! Like, with the 18-wheelers. And when he came back, he said, you you have a spotless driving record. Uh, I put down 85. That way it's not considered reckless driving. Now, Brad said he got an 82, and they considered it reckless driving. Hmm. So that kind of scared me. So I just said, I'm just going to go online and pay this thing. I want it to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. The one I got in Maryland, I just paid. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, it's it. I'm going to have to deal with it on insurance, which yeah. stinks. But what are you going to do? Uh, I think you could talk to Robert for me and say, listen, Paul's having a tough time. Well, can you get him a bonus? Well, we got all these insurance companies that sponsor us. I'm sure one of them can help. Can you, you get cross me? insurance? Maybe. Oh, or, yeah. You know. Can, can Can we look into that? Yeah. I could, I need some. I need some cash. Yeah. I need some cash flow. Uh, Christian. Paul J.G. Wentworth. Christian's in Virginia. <laughs> What's up, Christian? Jules, you've been working here for 20 minutes. You got any cash you can lend me? <laughs> Christian. Christian's in Virginia. I thought he might have a way in, or want to weigh in, but these people, they hold on for 30 minutes, and then it's their turn, and uh, they, they're gone. And maybe it's that annoying buzz sound in the background that Morell can't seem to fix. Calling from Puerto Rico. There's no buzz sound. <laughs> Alex, in Flor- Alex in Florida. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Lifelong Patriot fan. I'm from New England, but moved to Florida. And um, I'm glad to not be in New England right now. But I, I guess I'm just concerned about the direction of the Patriots because I get a new report every two minutes, like when I change clothes. And it's just kind of conflicting. Uh, like the latest one from Matt, Matt Live. Now they want to draft a quarterback, sign a veteran, release Matt Jones or trade Matt Jones, whatever that is. Um. That's that's not anything new. Yeah, no. That that's what we've been talking about for the whole off season. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, Jaden Daniels, and let Mac Jones go somewhere where he can get a second chance. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't really have confidence in May. But I guess my question is, are we confident in the people that we have in place and the direction that we're heading? Obviously, I know that there's a lot going on with the combine a lot of smoke and mirrors and you know alex we have a secret weapon when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks ben mcadoo ben mcadoo is going to tell us i don't i don't have confidence but i'm not like not confident i these guys have never been in these positions before so i don't know how you they don't have a track record i don't know how you can feel great about that but that doesn't mean they can't do it right like sean mcveigh and mike mcdaniel and these guys were first-time coaches and they were good. Yeah. So why, what's what's stopping Gerard Mayo from being good? Browns was really good um, last year as far as like quarterback play and scheming for the offense based off of what he had. Um, he had a lot yeah, of talent. Yeah, I, I think I think this team needs juice, right? Obviously, not just flair, not just flash, but I think it needs juice. If you looked at the stadium compared to years past with like the Patriots and Tom Brady, there was a lot of juice. There was a lot of belief and faith. And last year, it was dead it was hard to even watch the game because there's just well, you no know, you weren't scoring any points um, well, think, because they lost every game, game. yeah they won one home game last year but then you got to worry about on yes. 
and retaining O-line and getting him some weapons. So I'm kind of wondering how they're going to scheme this up as far as, like, do you listen to offers for Dustin Jefferson and take a quarterback later or sign a veteran? Um, Personally, I think the Daniels route and trying to find receiver help and offensive line help later would be fundamental because I think that having a good quarterback is fundamental to any good team. And, right? and that, and that very well may be what they do. You know, who knows? It, it just yeah. all depends. Thanks, Alex. It all depends on who they like. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. I, and I'm not, I said this a lot, and I, I wrote it a lot in the mailbag on Tuesday. I, you know, I, I'm not advocating t- let's take a quarterback for, because, you know, we need a quarterback. If they like one of those three guys, whichever one is the one that's available, if they like him, I think they have to take him. But if they don't like him, then you you think about other options. My my top one would be to trade down and try to to add some high picks and you know and take a tackle or take a wide receiver a little bit later and and then figure out quarterback you know another time. But I'm I mean, not a big fan of build the team and then put the quarterback in. Who's right. the quarterback you're putting in? Right. How are you going to guarantee that you're going to get the quarterback? Like if you build a really good team, your draft pick is going to go down yeah right well to me the best case scenario is if ben mcadoo really likes jj mccarthy you can get him at the top of the second round pick marvin harrison in the first round and now he, you're now you're going now you know and, and i know what you're trying to do to me yeah. are you really like trying to like you know put your stock in like a second round pick is that what you really want to no, do i'm putting my stock in ben mcadoo no okay in his italian evaluation yeah. he's he's a prolific quarterback yeah he's Tal- one he's one for one yeah Prolific. He had Josh Allen. Prolific. Um, let's go to Ethan in California. What's up, Ethan? Ethan, what is going on today? Is it because of the busy signal noise? Uh, it's Morell. Ethan, Can't no, get the job Ethan's done. Ethan's not there. See, I did confirm the busy signal noise, so Mike was in the right. I think. What oh, ha- oh. I think what happens is people call from work because we're a noontime show, and then the boss walks by and they have to hang up. You know, tease it. Yeah, but if they hang up, would they be off the line? That's oh. on our end. That's a glitch on our end. Oh, okay. Oh, really? When people hang up, they still stay on the That's line. What's causing the busy line signal? Oh. When people are on the line on hold and then hang up, it's causing a tone for the rest of the people on hold. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, by the way, Richard Lewis by the died by. yesterday. I did see that. And uh, you know, obviously, he was a comedian, but he was in a lot of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes and. There were a lot of clips. I was I was laughing out loud. Well, I, I laughed, uh, you know, and Larry David has said it many times that his relationship with Richard Lewis is pretty much what you see. Yeah, right. In those, no, those curbs. So he goes, natural. we fight all the time. Right. We're like cats and dogs, and we love each other. Right. They were born three days apart in the same hospital and grew up together. Is that right? Wow. But some of those clips, I, I forgot about some, you know. I haven't watched Curb in a long so time. So I, I, yeah, I'm not. You've always been a much more serious Curb watcher than than me. But do you? What do you think of Richard Lewis? Like overall, outside of Curb, like as a comedian, he was okay. Yeah, I, I never really. Once in a while, he'd make great. me laugh. But he, he, you know, he'd go on these rants, and um, you know, I, I used to be really into comics and you know comedy and all that. And he's got a lot of Woody Allen in him. He's got a lot of you know. Yeah, it's very Jewish humor, you know. So if you know a lot of Jewish people, a lot of it's more funny to you than if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I I thought he was funny. That's not, why not maybe great. I like Sebastian Maniscalco so much. He, he, he's, it's the, he's it's, hysterical. A lot of it is the Italian yeah, stuff. But he's hysterical. And I can right? totally relate to right, it. Right, right. Um, but when he was with Larry David, it was just so natural. It was very Oh, funny. yeah. Now, I thought the curb Richard yeah. Lewis was really funny. Yeah. Like those those clips that you're talking about were funny. Yeah. I just never – it's kind of like Seinfeld. Seinfeld's one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld, the stand-up, was all that oh, funny. Oh, see, now this is where I push back oh, at you. Bob Doyle agrees with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, I can't bl- – it was like almost I, – I offended him. Right. Like, yeah. I just don't think he was all that funny. Yeah. Well, the stuff that you saw when they would open the show, that wasn't that was just for the show. But I've seen him in person. I saw him at the Paradise. Yeah, I'm sure that he's much better. Before he person. had the show. I was a Jerry Seinfeld fan before he was Jerry Seinfeld. Of course, you invented it. That's right. Yeah. You know, much I, much like everything that we didn't get credit for. We I, were ahead of the curve. I introduced him to the world. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Patty and Agawam's been holding on. What's up, Patty? Patty. What's up, dude? Hey. I didn't hang up on you guys. That's all right. What's up? All right. I wanted to um, just tell you why I have concerns about Caleb Williams, if by the off chance he is there at number three. But also, like, Tuesday, Fred, you proposed Justin Jefferson, not Justin Jefferson, but Justin Herbert to the Patriots. No, I was only kidding. Oh, no, listen, like the night before, I had I was going to compose some crazy conspiracy theory and email it in on how he would end up a patriot. And then I, I decided against it when you brought it up. I was like, oh, man, I should have wrote the email. Well, that was in the context of Jim Harbaugh knowing J.J. McCarthy better than any coach in the NFL. And if he was really that good, Harbaugh would, would trade Herbert and take McCarthy. Yeah, and that was going to be part of it, him taking McCarthy at five. Right. Um, so, Paul, I'll give you a couple real valid issues that I have with Caleb Williams. You touched on one, his size. That that kind of concerns me. I mean, he's a bigger he's a bigger kid, so thicker. Yep. I think he can withstand the punishment, but I think like getting balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. And the other big thing to me is the fumbles. He's had thirty fumbles in the past three seasons. That's a lot. Um, Interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he runs like he doesn't throw that many. Yeah. I think he threw like five all the last. He year had five even last more year in that Notre yeah. Dame game. Yeah. Yep. But he plays a little too loosey goosey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely valid. That's a val- valid criticism. But I, I just think that's part and parcel to being a star in college. Yeah. You try to do more than you should. Yep. But I, but yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally think that's a valid criticism. He's definitely loose with the ball, and uh, he's small. Yeah. He's small. I, I don't worry about the batted down at the line of scrimmage because I've seen six six guys get, you know, countless passes batted at the line of scrimmage because the guys on the other side are just as big as you, and then they put their arms up in the air. Yeah. True. Drew, Drew used to get him batted down. Everybody does. You know? Brady did. <laughs> yeah. Half of Brady's picks were on passes that were deflected at the line. Yeah, it's true. They think they yeah. can just throw through the weeds. Thanks, Patty. You know, a lot of people talk about Jaden Daniels like, you know, Oh, he's so skinny he can avoid being hit. They had a compilation of hits that he took at LSU just getting crushed. I mean, like Jalen Daniels Daniels just getting crushed. Right. And what's going to happen when he's getting crushed like that by NFL players? Right. So he's going to have to learn, like, you can't be hurtling over people and and all that stuff. People are going to hit you, and it's going to hurt a lot more than it did in college. Um, Christian in North Carolina writes in, can we stop talking about scheme fit for the quarterbacks? Was Mahomes a scheme fit for Kansas City? If the guy is the most talented player, you take him. 
You draft talent, not fit. That is what has gotten us in trouble for the last five-plus years. Elliott and Mayo reciprocated this in the press conferences. It's what the Packers did, too. Jaden and Caleb is a lot more talented than May or any of the rest of the quarterbacks. Go get one of those guys, and let's not F up this opportunity. See, I don't, I don't think that that's accurate. I don't think that those quarterbacks are um, much different talent-wise. Now, consistency-wise and things like that, flaws in the game, and I'll, I'm going to read you something here from Kurt Warner. Um, he talked about Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels has all the physical ability to run around, and the way he played last year was so good. I just watched the old Miss game last night, and it was some really good stuff from a processing standpoint, so I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing there. Now, this is Drake May, not, not as good. Drake May is interesting because he's big, he's strong, he's got the big arm, but there's a level of inconsistency with him throwing the football, and that is always, worry, always worries me. There's some things that there that concern me just from a consistent uh, standpoint, his technique in the pocket, and it's just been about every tape I've watched where he just misses what I call layups, throws in front of him, and he just wildly misses those throws at times, you know, four, five, six times a game. That, that's, I think that's valid when I call him Josh Allen. That's, that's why I call him Josh Allen. He's very inconsistent with his accuracy at times. That was on WEI, by the way. I guess Kurt Warner was on Gresham Fourier. Oh, yeah. So uh, I just read that on Twitter. Um, Mike Cadlick, who covers the Patriots for EEI, put those quotes up on, on Twitter. I, I think that's – it's not about an ability thing. Like I think that yeah. you – it's the eye of the beholder. You could say Caleb Williams is more talented than the other two, I would agree. I, I but I think that you can make a case for May, you can make a case for Daniels, different things. Again, none of the uh, – Williams and May don't run like Daniels does. Right. I don't think Daniels throws like May and Williams do. Right. You can make an argument for any of them. I think Williams is the best, but I, I would – I'm just afraid we're grading on the curve this year with the quarterbacks. No, I don't think you're grading on a curve. These guys – I mean, like, when you grade on a curve, it's like two years ago when Kenny Pickett is the only first-round pick. And, yeah. You know, and he probably – because there was nobody else, he got bumped up to first-round status, where if he was in this class now, he might be a third-round pick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when, when – when, when Mahomes got drafted, no one called him a generational quarterback. No. No. And I'll but tell, he is. And I'll tell you why. Because he played in a system where all of his predecessors failed to do anything in the NFL. Yeah. And that was the knock on him. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, thought, <laughs> everybody thought it was great. And, uh, you know, and then, but you're like, well, look at all the guys that can't, you know, I think it was, uh, I forget all the, the guys' names now. Harrell was one of them. I forget the guys. The Texas Tech quarterbacks, none of them panned out yeah. in the NFL until Mahomes. All right. Um, coming to you live from the Combine in Indy is Evan Lazar and Mike Dussault. What's up, guys? There they are. <laughs> hey, guys. Still got that bargain We're basement here. special Happy Leap Day. Back yeah. background. I've seen a lot of you guys in front of that background over the last oh. two days. What's that? What's the that, Paul? Making fun of our background now? Yes. That's <laughs> the background's been the star of the show, we thought. It's been a lot of uh, people trying to read into what does it mean, why are we going with this backdrop. Well, we'll just keep that between ourselves It, it, it looks like the sheets that I had when I was, like, six. Yeah. But that's funny that you say that, Mike, because at the Without top. the stains. Yeah, at the top uh, of our come show. Come on, I was six, Mike. 
At, at the top of our show, Mike, we were talking about how everybody is reading into everything that the Patriots are doing these days. Every comment they make, every clip that we release on social, the Dynasty documentary, everything we do has some hidden meaning these days. I mean, I guess I can. I, I guess I can put it to bed right here if, if you guys want. But um, the conversation was Neil said, "Hey, we have like a regular backdrop or maybe a throwback one." And I was like, "Oh, the throwback one would be kind of cool." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So, and then it's just, <laughs> and then it's hilarious that people are like, "Oh, what does it mean? Are they bringing back the uniform?" Mike, so I think we're gonna have a little you fun. You know with this. something, and you're just <laughs> or being do I? Playing or do I? It seems an interesting color blue, doesn't it? What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, this is day four. No, day three for you at the combine. What's the news? Well, I, I think that there's a lot of reporting, and I know you guys are just talking about the quarterbacks. That if the Patriots fall in love with one of these guys at three overall that's still on the board, then they'll probably be taking a quarterback in the draft, and that's the way that it's been. The wind's been blowing, I would say, for the last couple of weeks. Every time we talk to Elliot Wolf, we've talked about this deuce. He he has a smile on his face when he talks about this quarterback class. He's high on the quarterback class, and if the guy that they like is there at three. I think they take him, and if he's not, then I think they might be a trade-back team and someone that you know just re accumulates assets and tries to build it a little bit differently. But uh, looking at all three of these quarterbacks, there doesn't seem to be a general consensus even at times with Caleb Williams not necessarily being the number one guy. And I think at the end of the day, if there's a quarterback at three that the Patriots like, he'll be a Patriot. Before the show, I was watching uh, that Get It Up um, <laughs> show on ESPN with the Greenberg, and uh, they were talking about um, Jaden Daniels perhaps now being the number one pick. Um, have you heard that stuff too? Uh, no, I don't think we have heard that here. I mean, I do think the speculation, um, you know, is just really centered around Washington and, you know, with Cliff Kingsbury going there, is, is Jaden Daniels more his kind of quarterback? So I think that, that's really when we heard. I, that's just the first I've heard that, that Daniels might be. First of all, we did see, you know, Williams, like, like, yeah. reports last night that not everybody has Williams atop their draft board. And, you know, there are some questions, as, as we've talked about, um, with him. And, and maybe that's, you know, but I also think this is we're here in Indy, and that's when these kind of things get said and talked about. And, oh, I don't know. And, you know, people are, you know, starting to uh, put their pieces into place, trying to, trying to get some subterfuge as we like to say yeah I mean this was all Arlovsky's analysis and he was saying if you really break it down Daniels is the best at all the different things you look for in a quarterback including and he called it pocket peace p-e-a-c-e -E. he said he was more peaceful in the pocket than Caleb Williams um, so I don't know where he gets that because they both like to run all over the place but that's what Arlovsky's saying <laughs> yeah the one okay, of the well, things I, I, I would like to differently though Caleb Go ahead, Evan. Go ahead, F. No, I, I think they run differently, though. You know, Jaden Daniels is more of that pure scrambler or design quarterback runner, whereas Caleb Williams is a true improviser. He's got a little bit of that Mahomes in him where he doesn't necessarily always throw on time, but he moves off his spot extremely well, gets outside the pocket, and makes throws off platform. Jaden Daniels, I don't think, creates in that respect the same way that Drake May and Caleb Williams does but his straight line speed and his ability to create yards as a runner is much better than those other two guys. So even though they're both mobile, I would say that they're mobile in, in different ways. And with Jaden Daniels, I, I think it's, it's really just a matter of how much stock you put into 
he was throwing to those two great wide receivers and a lot of his production in college it was down the field deep balls down the field on fade routes especially slot fade routes and things like that not as much of that in the middle of the field consistent ball you know driving the football but more hunting for big plays so it's a volatile way to live at times in the nfl if, if that's how you want to build your offense but he's really good at that you know with the draft there's also the betting market on the first round and i was listening to one of paul's shows this morning uh Lipschitz, and he was talking about you know drake you know you can bet on who you think is going to be drafted wherever there's a market now that's growing, he says, of Drake May falling out of the top five. Have you heard anything about that? No, I mean, this is, I mean, some of these are, are news to us. Some of what we've heard, but, um, news to but not surprising. I mean, we, um, we had a chance today. <laughs> it's a ch we had a chance today to sit down with Matt Miller from, from ESPN. We talked to him a little bit, um, you know, just about Drake May being, I guess some of his warts are kind of getting highlighted right now, which I think kind of happens with this process with the combine. You get to a certain point, and then all of a sudden everybody seems to focus in on the negative aspect of, of a player. So, uh, you know, it's just it's hard to say how it's all going to kind of come out in the wash, you know. And we, get to, we get to that draft night, and two picks go in. Who are the Patriots left with? And, I mean, I think right now the signs are pointing that, that they want one of those quarterbacks, and it's you know most likely going to be Mayor Daniels, hopefully. Yeah, and I just look at it is there's too many teams in the top ten that need quarterbacks for me to think that, that those three guys are going to make it out of the top five, any of the three. Because, obviously, yeah. if you don't yeah. go one, two, three, then that's going to have you know those teams oh, yeah. furiously trying to move up. Now, I'll ask you one more thing. I'm going to ask you guys if you heard, you know, because Fred and I have been talking about some of these things. Uh, Justin Fields in Atlanta, you know, is that something that is sort of – generated any buzz in Indy yeah I, I would say so that that one I think makes a lot of sense for the Falcons because of what they would have to give up I think in this draft to trade all the way up for one of these quarterbacks uh, the price tag on those top three picks if you're a team like Atlanta that wants to move all the way up or uh, you know a team like Minnesota that's been rumored to move all the way up has been told like three first round picks I, I think is the starting point uh, for that, obviously swapping picks this year and then two additional picks in the future, uh, similar to what the 49ers gave up to, to go up and get Trey Lance a couple of years ago, is sort of the the blueprint trade right now, the package that everybody's talking about, which is which is obviously a pretty hefty price and uh, maybe something that the Falcons would, wouldn't want to do and instead go with the Justin Fields route. So that that's definitely been uh, the scuttlebutt around here for sure on the Falcons. So other than uh, talking in front of Paul's old bedsheet, um, what, what are you guys going to be – who are you going to be talking to today? Well, we, we already are done, actually. We heard from the tight ends, the safeties, and the cornerbacks. Um, you know, interesting tight end class. We did – we shot a debrief. We also did, a, you know, an extended kind of version, which, by the way, uh, as we were recording the debrief, the St. Elmo's crew came in with those little shrimps. Ooh. And uh, so me and Evan both ate – the shrimp cocktail live on camera and uh, they just they barge right into our debrief session so that video will be coming to you guys uh, sometime in the next hour or two so you have something to look forward to there but we we did hear from the cornerback safeties and tight ends we were you know kind of interested in the tight ends i'll let yeah. you maybe maybe jump into some of those guys um there are a lot of cornerbacks um you know we, we, we've kind of laid out 
we all know you know what those needs are but but certainly tight end was was a highlight position yeah i think tight end it's not as deep this year as good of a class this year as it was last year last year is a really good class but uh, there's a couple guys at the top of the draft you know we can obviously talk about brock bowers who's one of those players that's going to probably go in the top 10 but uh, i've really liked jatavian sanders from texas for a while now i think he's someone that you can get at 34 potentially uh, that can be at vertical tight end create big plays with the ball in his hands just a chunk play guy uh, at that position uh, similar to David Njoku in Cleveland in this AVP offense. And uh, we both like Ben Sinnott from Kansas State. Uh, Theo Johnson from Penn State's another one. Cade Stover, Ohio State. But uh, really, I think this is a two tight end class. It's it's Bowers, and then it's a little bit later, Jatavian Sanders. And I say a little bit later, not that much later. So once you hit those, after those two guys, you're talking more about role players, situational type of players, or guys that are more like tight end twos, uh, backups on the depth chart. I heard that uh, Bauer says he has not talked to the Patriots yet. <laughs> oh, man, we're just having a blast with, uh, with you know, people yelling out, have you met with the Steelers? Have you met yeah. with the Steelers? You know, yeah. every, every single one you go to, there's just one guy yelling over and over again. Uh, you know, we see all the reports coming out of, of all the guys that, that the Patriots have met with. And, you know, Evan and I were talking. It's like, well, they should be meeting with all these guys. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be right. all that surprising. But, uh, but. <laughs> but but hey, Polly, I, I got a I got a little shout out to you about you. Was I went over uh, the I'm I'm blanking on his name right now. The radio announcer for the Texans, who oh Mark um, Vandermeer, Matt, Matt Smith seemed to know. Um, yeah, there he is. Um, so he was. Uh, they had asked one of us to go over. So I went over and, and chatted with, with them for a little while. So they were asking, like, "Oh, how's Paul Perillo and Andy Hart doing?" And uh, he remembered they, you. He so. wanted to, he wanted to talk to you, Paul. He didn't yeah, he didn't to want talk us. To us. <laughs> so um, facts. Speaking of St. Elmo's, have you been? <laughs> yeah we went the first night and uh i think everybody was expecting to go back uh again just to get a shrimp cocktail i think matisse and evan were, were ready to go back and then all of a sudden we're shooting our debrief and and here they come like right into the shot so it's uh it was pretty funny i mean it was really spicy when i started watering never quite had to like record a video where you're m managing like eating something and it's spicy so it felt a little bit like we we're on hot ones there for a second cool what's the plan tonight Uh, we might we might be prime forty seven tonight. Oh jeez. We might be oh. prime forty seven tonight. We'll see. Granted, we just uh, checked those Shapiro's expenses down, which that was the size Shapiro's. of my head. So, <laughs> so I, I checked off the St. Elmo's box. We checked off the Shapiro's box. Now we got to check off the prime forty seven box. Okay, so there you go. More meat. Let's go. How much per DM did we give you guys? Jeez. It was two thousand dollars. Two thousand was, I you think, know. the number. And yeah, wow. we're we're spending we're gonna, every every we're dime. We're going to keep that it. number to ourselves. Yeah. So right. when, when oh, you don't so no expenses. It was all per diem. Oh yeah. Well, but it was when, a change. If you don't eat breakfast and lunch, then you can splurge on dinner. <laughs> what about Weber Grill? There you go. There you go. Oh, uh, we, we, we got over there. Yeah. We've been talking about getting to the Weber Grill all week. So we'll, we'll get to the Weber Grill. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Somehow, keep up no, the good but work. We got a big. I was just good. Yeah, and I was just going to to close out, just say, you know, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs tomorrow, uh, big day, offensive linemen then on, on Saturday morning. So, um, you know, it feels a little bit like this is all kind of the prelude to what we all kind of really want, and those are those important positions the Patriots, you know, clearly need. So we'll get a look at all those guys tomorrow, um, and uh, yeah, I think we're, we're excited, excited to kind of get off the defense. Even I'm excited to get off the defense a little bit. So excited to see the quarterbacks and, and receivers tomorrow for sure. All right, good stuff. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, you can All right, boys. You can catch everything they're doing on Patriots.com and also YouTube, the Patriots channel on YouTube for the extended uh, daily uh, breakdowns. They managed to make me feel good. Yeah. It makes me feel good that 
the guy from Houston was was yeah. asking for Mark me. Vandermeer. He's he's yeah. big time. Oh yeah, Mark Vandermeer. Vandermeer. Um, and the other thing that they launched yesterday was the first uh, Patriots draft podcast. Did you know that, Paul? I don't know what that is. Yeah, we're gonna you know. Oh, you're still yeah, there. We, we'll, you'll be in, you're involved in it, Paul. You know what it is. <laughs> okay. No, we're um, you know we just kind of kick things off here, but you know just I guess for the unfiltered audience, um, you know as, as we get Paul towards free agency. Like he's not, he is not aware of <laughs> this. As we, I as didn't we know you down, guys you know, did anything. Agency, I'm not we'll, playing we'll dumb. Have, uh, you know once. <laughs> well, we'll have a once weekly show, um, you know, really just explicitly focused on the draft. And so we kind of kicked that off here. So, uh, you know, we're excited to just bring another you know, piece of content that we can really focus on this important draft for the fans. All right, guys, back to work. Thanks for uh, joining us. Um, I, I love Matt goes. Oh, so we got Evan and Deuce and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just nice glance, guy. The, glance the show to a halt. Um, <laughs> I'm such a jerk. Um, I have a, a another uh, yeah another point. The whole uh, someone I think it was rap rap sheet said that Caleb Williams is not the consensus number one overall pick on everyone's board. Okay. Well, I mean, in all seriousness, and I'm not trying to be snarky here. I know that's hard to believe. How many times do you think there's only one guy? All 32 teams have one guy on the top of the board. No, but I I think it is kind of a story because two I'm months, not surprised two months by ago that. he was. I don't think so. Oh yes, I don't think so. Oh God, yes, Paul. Fred. There was no one that. They so then you're you're so you're agreeing with me then that the fact that he cried yes has has affected his draft status. Yes, I don't think that Peyton Manning was number one on all 32 teams' boards. I, I'm not talking about, but, but I'm, I'm just saying I don't think that happens a lot. I, it doesn't happen a lot. And I don't think it happened this year it, it either. It did. Two Everybody months, has a different view of what the best quarterback two is. Two months ago, Caleb Williams was the consensus number one pick. It he was, is the consensus I, number but, one pick. That's not what I'm asking but you. No one was he saying, still is the consensus number one pick. But no one was saying, oh, it could be Jaden Daniels, it could be Drake Mann. No. I'm telling you. No. That, I, no one's saying that now. Well, They're saying that he's not number one on everybody's board. Yeah, I'm saying two months ago he was. You're not saying that. We didn't hear about everybody's board last, two months ago. Okay. I'm not saying he's the consensus number one pick. I heard somebody Consensus say- means 28 out of 32. Okay. No, that's true. But Somebody I- is reporting now that not all 32 teams have a number one on their board. I would be willing to bet that that's almost never happened, where all 32 teams have the same guy Number one in their board. Okay, that's fine. But I'm just saying, in this case, two months ago, everybody I heard said Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick. Yes, and that's what everybody is saying now. No, I I heard Dan Arlovsky say right today, Jaden Daniels is going to Correct. Consensus doesn't mean 100%. Okay, but I heard no one. Everybody still thinks Caleb Williams is going number one. Most people. Right. Yeah. The report that came out that's new is that not all the teams have him number one in their board. I would agree with that. I don't think all the teams had Bryce Young number one in their board last year. Well, we know that. How? Because he's not that good. But he was coming out. He was the Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. and he was a stud. So what? The year before, uh, two years before that, I'll bet you that not everybody had Trevor Lawrence number one on their board. Yes, they did. I'll bet you they didn't. Well. They had a number one quarterback, but I'll bet you they didn't all have number one on their board. <clears throat> and I'd be stunned if every team had Caleb Williams number one on their board. Yeah. No, but now. I think they were gr- good. Pl- Marvin Harrison is probably number one on a lot of people's boards. Yeah. 
But a lot of teams but, I don't think that's I, I, newsworthy. But are you factoring in people who don't need a quarterback? No, you're missing my point. When you stack your board, Fred, you're doing it by talent. I want to make sure that we're we're talking the same. When you stack here. your board, you're I, doing it by talent, not who you're going to pick. Right. No, I I just want to make sure. And we're on I would the same be willing page. to bet. Yeah. That it's almost never happened where every single team had the same exact guy, okay. number one on their board. Okay. I find that awfully hard to believe. Yeah. I do. I find it almost impossible to believe that every year all 32 teams are lockstep. Marvin well, Harrison is the best player in this draft. You, you might be right. I'm, just talk, I'm talking about people who are analyzing the draft. Everybody was saying Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick. Again, you can keep saying that. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. We're talking about something different. We're talking about number one on our board. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about... Like, I will bet you that virtually none of the teams had the number one pick on the board most years because it's almost always a quarterback. Right. 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 That's my point. Okay. So it's not newsworthy to me that not all the teams have Caleb Williams number one on their board. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. In November, not all the teams had Caleb Williams number one on their board. I'll guarantee it. Yeah. Because they didn't need a quarterback. No. Why do you keep saying this? Because if they it's need, not about who you think is you're going to pick, I, I know. But if they needed a quarterback, number one on my board isn't who I'm going to pick. It's the, the it's my evaluation, well, that, Elliot Wolf's evaluation no, but, of who the best player but in this isn't draft is. That what is. that person was talking about? No, well, that's not what they're talking about. That's two different things. Yeah, and I, know, I still I think the consensus is that he will be the and, number and, one pick. And I, I will agree with you. If that's not what he was talking about, it's not news. Well, the the report. I you know what. I don't even know who had the report, yeah. but the report that I heard referenced on the radio when I was driving home yesterday said that not everybody's in agreement that he's the number one player on the board. Not all teams. So, that, so I, that's not about I, who I'm going to pick. No, but that could be interpreted a lot of different ways. Well, I'm telling you, that's not about who you're going to pick. Okay. It, it's in, if because you, in, your, in the way you're talking about it, you're right. But I don't know if that's the way they were talking about it because in the way you're talking about it, I agree. It's not news. So why would they say that? So I think they meant something else. No, I don't think they did. Yeah. I think they think it's noteworthy. Yeah, well, then they're, they're wrong. Much like people think it's noteworthy that the Patriots are going to be strongly considering a quarterback. <laughs> right. but they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> there are three guys that are going to, you know, all considered to go one, two, three. Right, right, like, right. it's not news. I know. But I, you present it as news. I know. I know. That's all. But See, I could get wound up. Yeah. I knew I could and do that's it. Why we're, that's why I we're I knew wrong. I could do it. But my thing is, and forget about what you just said. Right. Going back to... I do think that there's starting and, – and, again, this could be just trying to create a story, trying to create drama. But to me, two months ago, everyone thought Caleb Williams was going to be chosen first, whether it's – And I think that the, the consensus is still that. Yeah. That's my opinion. Well, Maybe people, yours changed. No, most people do. Maybe yours changed. I didn't hear anyone two months ago saying it may not be him. Now I am hearing that. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll I'll give I, you an example to try to explain to you the difference, which I don't still don't think you know my. I, my I understand what you're saying. Like if, if, if you're and, looking at the best athlete, if or, Andy Reid could be Marvin Harrison is number if one. If Andy Reid and Brett Veach think Caleb Williams is the best player in this draft, yeah, they have him number one on their board. They ain't taking him. That's right. That's but right. But they have him number one on the board. Okay. I don't think it's very common. Paul, you stack it vertically and horizontally. Correct. That's what I'm trying to get to you. I, I, and I, I don't I think all 32 that. teams but ever have the same and, guy, and, number and one on their board. I, you're, you're not wrong, 
but I don't think that's what they meant. That when is they what had, they meant. What I heard, what I heard yesterday, that's what they. Then that's a stupid That's exactly report. what they said. Not all of them have have him number one on their board. Not not all of them have him going number one but, overall. But I don't think they meant that. When you say someone's number one on your board, it's th- that's your opinion of the best player yeah. talent wise is in the draft. Well, I don't think whoever was saying this is that sophisticated. I think they. It's meant- not sophisticated. This is my point. No, but yeah, I'm well. I. It's not a sto- it's not a story what they were saying. I agree with that. You know, I agree it's not a story. Yeah. So I think they worded it wrong. But we'll see. You can only go by what he said. I know. I know. Um, let's see. That's a good one. I should say or she cuz I don't remember where I what where the the report originated. Are you sure this wasn't one of your straw people? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I might have you know I might have bumped my head. Uh, Chris in Virginia, um, different topic. He says, I was wondering when the tickets will be on sale for Tom Brady Hall of Fame ceremony in June. That's a good question that we're starting to get asked a lot. But my birthday is June 12th, so I'm planning to drive up for Virginia for it. Just don't want to miss the opportunity to buy tickets. Keep it under 70. Yeah, so I think what they're going to do is open up the tickets to season ticket holders first, which they should. And then whatever is left over, they'll open it up to the public. Um, okay. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to be an expensive ticket either way. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, it's going to be a, Fred's definition of non-expensive and the rest of us is probably different. It's going to be a big... Uh, it's a big to-do. Big to-do. Uh, Ellen, Wisconsin. So given everything we've seen so far of the new regime, how much faith do you have with the new people to start a string of success with this draft? Given our draft struggles, it might be tough now that we don't have a very, very good drafter at the top. Yeah, it's funny that um, they put it that way. Um, I, <laughs> I got a little bit uh, persnickety in the mailbag on one of those. Yeah, you know, talking about all the dra- the draft misses and this and blah, blah, blah. and I, I was like, you know what? And I did it, and I, I was like, I, I wrote a sentence that was about three lines long, and all it was was names. Yeah. You know, it's Richard Seymour, Matt Light, Dan Copen, Asante Samuel, Eugene Wilson, you know, right. on and on and on and all the way through like Dante Hightower, uh, Chandler Jones, Devin McCourty, Rob Gronkowski, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. They went through a dry spell the last, whatever, five, ten years. Yeah. But the first 15 years yeah. were dominant. Yeah. Now, I get why th- that's why they're in the situation they are now, but let's not pretend that that regime didn't know what it was doing. No, when it came to the draft, you can't win like they did and be that clueless. And, um, I, and that's the line that always gets thrown back at me. Me calling Bill a very, very good drafter. Todd's in North Carolina. He was. What's up, He's Todd? Not anymore. Hey, good evening, you two. I'm glad that you're doing a great show. Um, I'm happy to hear that Evan seems a little bit more relaxed with the whole coaching staff. You know, he's starting to use AVP and for offense and this. My question is: I was listening to ESPN this morning. And they said there hasn't been identified pre-draft, like Mahomes was after draft, a generational talent at quarterback since Andrew Luck. So maybe I agree the with idea that. of what they're doing doing in San Francisco is the right idea. Build the team first and then just keep grinding until you find your guy. Because if you if, if there's just there's nothing there that you can really So how do you find your guy? Yeah, but but maybe I, I, maybe there I, wasn't I, anyone pre draft like that, but Joe Burrow. Right, there have been a lot of guys right. that, that have been great, but I just, right. I just out of curiosity, if you build a great team, then you get the quarterback. Okay, so, so then how am I doing that? What am I? How am I getting the quarterback? I think then? 
you know, you're trying to pick somebody up through, you know, trades or something like that. I, I that's the only way I can see doing it. Like, so I you're going to trade for a good quarterback? I don't know. Take a look at what they did with Brady. Take a look at what hopefully they're going to do with the the Jets are hoping to do okay. with that. I think you've got to kind of you got to kind of open yourself up to maybe another route, just not one avenue. I'm not saying ignore the draft, but I'm saying build your team and you know. Okay, so let's build the team. In the top three. Let, I mean, I mean, let's. Put, I don't know why people but, think it's easy. It's easier to build the team. But here's the thing that people forget. It is to find a quarterback. Everyone says, "Well, that's the way San Francisco did it." They, they, they ransomed their future for Trey Lance. Trey Lance. That's how they thought they were going to do it too, and it didn't work out. And they got yeah, lucky with Brock out. Purdy. And we'll just get. It's not like we'll, that, that. That was their roadmap. It, oh, we're going to build the team and then get the quarterback. They they were willing to give up two first round picks to get Trey Lance. It didn't work. And all I'm saying is yeah. that you you can you can do what San and Todd's right. You could do what San Francisco did, and and you can, like I mean, you can get an all pro caliber player on ten different draft picks because that's what San Francisco did. Yeah. Like they literally hit on like a dozen picks, half of which are like all pro caliber. Yep. And then hope that the last pick of the draft turns out to be a quarterback. Right. That I mean that's does that sound like a great plan? No. It no. Like even they Like said, you know how hard that you know how hard right. what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan is to do? Right. Even they said if you see the quarterback you love, go get him. Like Philadelphia, to a lesser extent, is similar to San Francisco. But I'm talking about the team. Forget the quarterback for a second. Do you know how hard it is to build a team as good as San Francisco? Yeah, you have to be very, very lucky. Do you know how hard that is to have two linebackers that you took on day two and three that are all pro caliber? Yeah. Like they make plays all over the place? Like they weren't top five picks. Right. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Right. Right. Like. that you know, Debo Samuel, day two pick. Right. George Kittle, day three pick. Right. Like, you know how hard that is? Right. These are all pros. Yeah. These are the best of the best in the league, and you got them in draft after draft after draft. That's really hard. Right. Yeah. Forgetting about okay. if you end up at the end of that and you did get lucky. Oh, he's, he's had well, enough of us. Yeah, because, like, I mean, some people just don't want to hear the other side of the San Francisco thing. I have immense respect for how San Francisco put it together because it's way harder than making a trade for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And plus, you know, they did it so quickly in terms of, like, getting lucky in the draft. But, like, in order to build a team like that, not only does it take time, but over that time, contracts come up. Fred, I'm not even calling it luck. It's so hard to do. I'm not even calling it luck in the draft. Yeah. I'm giving them credit for it. Yeah. Okay. It's really hard. Yeah. To be that good. Yeah. Like, Joey Bosa is a top five pick. Right? Right. How many other of those guys? You know, Brandon Ayuk was a bottom of the first round, I think. Yeah. Right? And Debo was a second-round pick. Kittle, I think, was a fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. Um, the Green, you know, Greenlaw, and I already mentioned Fred them. Warner. Um, you can do it that way. I have a lot of respect for doing it that way. I just think – that people think that's easier than hitting on one pick. And, and like, listen, I think if, if – if, can we agree that one of these three guys is probably going to be pretty good? Would you think that the chances are that Williams, May, or Daniels, one of them is probably going to pan out? It could be. Like yeah. last year it was Young, Stroud, and Richardson. 
Richardson right. got hurt, so I'm going to take him out for a second. Yeah. Stroud was good. Yeah. And Young wasn't. Right. Isn't that most likely? Yeah. You know, kind of what happens sure. generally. But but I think the the thing that I'm trying to get at is if if they didn't get lucky with Brock Purdy, if he couldn't do what he did, oh, they'd be, they'd, they'd they'd be, be talking also about ran. how they screwed up Trey Lance. Yeah, they'd be an also ran. Right. If they didn't have Brock Purdy be as good as he is. Right. Now, a lot of people say, well, any quarter, any competent quarterback would have been good in that system. I disagree. Yeah, I think he did a lot of things. Because I don't think that the, the Garoppolo was pretty good and Purdy's been pretty good. Yeah. When, like, C.J. Beathard played, it wasn't pretty good. Right. When Nick Mullins played, it wasn't pretty good. Yep. And certainly when Trey Lance played, it wasn't pretty good. Yep. So I don't think just anybody could get plugged right. in and, and, and do all if, right. If, if Brock Purdy wasn't Brock Purdy, we'd be talking about how they screwed up Trey You can Lance. make an argument when you're that talented, you don't need Patrick Mahomes. Right. And I would agree because yep. Brock Purdy ain't Patrick right. Mahomes. Yeah. But he's also not yeah. C.J. Beathard. Yeah. So things fell in place for them. And through their own hard work. Right. Not, not, and I think yeah. Philadelphia is similar. I think yeah. they, they built a really good team and then put the quarterback in place because they didn't have the quarterback. I just – I don't know why people dismiss how difficult that is. And you look at that year that Jalen Hurts got picked, that was a good quarterback class. There were a lot of quarterbacks picked that year that all did that pretty was, good. That was the great quarterback class, yeah. right? If I'm not mistaken, that's the Burrow class, right? right? Yeah. Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and him in the second – and Hurts in the second round. Right, right. So – that's not going to fall into so, your, you know. So what, so, but what do you think is easier? If you want to be, uh, you know, you want to go from being a struggling rebuilding team to a, a playoff contender. What do you think is easier? Hitting on like ten draft picks over three years, right. or hitting once right. on C.J. Stroud? Right. That's what Houston did. Right. That's the way. That's the the quickest path in the most. You know, yeah. because I don't care what you tell me about Nico Collins and Tank Dell and. You know, the Devin Singletary, Jag, journeyman running back. Yeah. C.J. Stroud made the difference. Yeah. And that's why. C.J. Stroud's the one who brought them. Now, they have some other good draft. Like, last, they drafted Tank Dell and Willie Anderson last year. Good, They had a good draft last year in addition right. to Stroud. And that's what we need to do. But, but without Stroud, yeah. but that, that team didn't go to the playoffs. That's why we're lucky to have Ben McAdoo. Making, yeah. You know, well, you, I mean, your lips to God's ears, Fred. Uh, Johnson, you and your Ben McAdoo. Johnson, South Beach. What's what up? What's up, John? Hi, Johnny, everyone. South Beach. How's it going? Um, Good. Um, I'm I'm back. I've, I I took a brief hiatus, but I am back calling in. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So I've been watching some of the Dynasty, and I know you guys have addressed a bunch of stuff on the Dynasty podcast. Two thumbs up. Love it. Um, from my perspective, and maybe this is just a, some like Homer BS, but I look at the Chiefs burgeoning dynasty and, you know, say they do exactly what we did over the course of 19 years. I feel like a lot of dramatic stuff is going to need to happen with that team to make them like as interesting as the Patriots were during their time. Cause right now it's like nice guy quarterback has an annoying family and a weird dad. Like, okay. Uh, Andy Reid, he's got an interesting story too, but I think Bill Belichick is like much more compelling. Um, and I don't, I'm open to the possibility that things, you know, will become more dramatic with that team over time. Sure. But just want to know what you guys think about that because well, you're, like, you're veteran yeah, five years, five, five or so six from years, like an editorial perspective. Yeah, five or six years into the Patriots dynasty, 
you would say the same thing. Like there wasn't enough, the drama came in trying to keep it together for 20 years. And I guarantee you, if the Kansas City Chiefs are lucky enough to keep it together for that long, there'll be drama. There'll be things that happen because a lot of human beings will come through that system and they're all different. So what were the things that were drama at the beginning for the Patriots? Lawyer Malloy. But, but yeah. you know, Brady Bledsoe. Yeah, that was drama. Yeah, right. You know, and the not whole not as com- much as it, the whole, it's but in the, the whole coming together. Yeah, that, sure. that was that was that that was not. Yeah, that wasn't schlock. That was yeah. that was big. You know, the, the you know the the winning and coming on and all that stuff and overcoming the lawyer Malloy thing. Uh, but that wasn't in the dynasty. No, no. I'm just yeah. saying these are the things that were yeah. the drama in the early part of the sure. The, so I don't know. Having Alex Smith in a 12-win team and drafting Patrick Mahomes and, you know, that whole sort of passing of the torch, yeah. right? Yeah. Kind of, you know, not the same as Bledsoe Brady, but similar. Yeah. Um, you know, then you, you know, you get good, you start winning, and, you know, Tyreek Hill, arguably the right. best player on the team, they right. decide, we got to part gotta, ways. Yeah, like, right. To say nothing of off-field, where you want to go, like, the whole uh, Mahomes situation. Brother. Well, not the Mahomes brother thing, but like the off field with Aaron Hernandez here. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what was the timeline of the guy? Um, and I, his name escapes oh, me. That, that killed, killed himself. himself. Well, that was before Mahomes. You sure? Did you say how? Yeah, because Jason Stone was there then. Okay, so that yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to say off field was Andy Reid's son, who yeah, right. injured somebody. So there's drama in every organization that you don't know right, about right. that would make for a great documentary yeah and i think i think andy reed and patrick mahomes are fascinating documentary subjects sure personally yeah um more so than than belichick for sure yeah. andy reed personality wise yeah i'm way more interested in what makes him tick yeah you know yep so thanks john i think every it, it's just impossible not to have drama in when you have 53 guys on the team plus coaches and owners and all that stuff going through every year stuff happens they're human beings like what do you I we mean, only it, know the tip right, of the iceberg by the way i yeah. I, I forgot the most recent thing right down to they they had their parade two weeks ago and they had a shooting and a, 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 a poor woman lost her life right like there's drama <laughs> there's drama everywhere and forget about the drama you got the whole taylor swift stuff i mean wow. how many teams has that happened to them where one of the most iconic Pop like, stars in the world. I mean, when you think about it, the, the parallels are like uncanny. Like what, Brady, Giselle? Brady, Giselle, and yeah, you know, but I would, I Travis would, Kelsey I would and Taylor that, Swift. I would argue that Taylor Swift is much more popular. I don't really think it's an argument, right? You know, so like, there's a lot there. There's and, a lot, and with, there's a lot been, on that bone. They're only five or six years into and it. And Johnny South Beach was, you know, he said it up front. He goes, "Listen, you know, maybe it's a little Homer in me." Yeah, you know, and I and I get that. Like, now, am I as interested in Kansas City? No. Uh, yeah. But I'm a Patriots fan. I grew up in Boston. Right. So, obviously, I'm much more interested in the Patriots than yep. the Chiefs. Uh, Jerry's in Connecticut. We'll finish up with you. What's up, Jerry? Jerry! Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. I, did you mispronounce my name? You said Jerry? Jerry. That's what it's written down here. Jerry in Connecticut. Unbelievable. It's Harry. Harry. Come on. Jeez. Get him his T-shirt, will you? Jeez. <laughs> Darn, okay. darn, darn. Uh, what I wanted to say was, I want Drake May on this. Do repeat your name back to you. <laughs> um, I, I want Drake May on this football team, and I'm worried that he's not going to slip to to three. So I want you to know, Washington on the phone. I want your opinion of 
you know, what is it going to take to move up, right? Is it a, a future first? I, I don't really know. It kind of depends on what. I don't Washington think it would cost you that values. much. But, no, um, no I, because here's the thing. Let's just, for argument's sake, say that Caleb Williams goes one. Right. So it's Washington, and they have their choice between Jaden Daniels and Drake, Drake May. May. If they want Drake May, they, they ain't trading it. Right. Okay? So I don't think it's costing you yeah. a future first. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what it is to move up one spot, but they're not trading under any circumstances. Right. Um, unless somebody have, lower yeah. gives them more. And all of a sudden now, right. well, I, I do like Drake May more than Jaden Daniels, but they're really close. And the Vikings are looking to give me Justin Jefferson plus a first round pick and right. a second round pick. And, and the Patriots. All of a sudden yeah. there's a bidding war. Yeah. Now maybe yeah. You, you do it. But I think you could make that move. Um, it'll be interesting. That's the the one unknown factor to me is it'd be fascinating to know how Elliot Wolf and well, Gerard Mayo if, feel about the three quarterbacks. If you're in that situation at number two and you really don't you're not enamored with Drake May. Do you get it out there before that? Yeah, we're not going to pick Drake May. So uh, phones are open for you to call us and tell us what you you. Or the opposite. You know, we we like we love both of these guys, and we're trying to decide between the two of them. Yeah. Right. Okay. In that way, oh, they might take May, but yeah. they, they, they look like they they sound like they're willing to take Daniels too. So let's see if we can jump up there because yeah. we like May. Right. You know, like like Harry. Harry I think likes that May. That allows them to get more more value out of that pick if they leave it open of who they're going to take. Right. Yeah. I think that's part of the uh, the smokescreen season of, yep. you know, the, the draft time, which I thought that was one of the most interesting parts. Did you read Peter King's our, uh, Farewell? Uh, no. It's Peter King. No. Um, I thought that was one of the he's, things that I won't miss, and it was, dra- you know, the draft. He goes, the, the silliest thing I've ever done in ever, and I do it every year, mock drafts. Mock drafts. He <laughs> thinks they're ridiculous. I, I totally agree. He goes, the only time it's of any remote value is the week of the draft. Yeah. When you've sort of let all the smoke settle and all the du- you know, whatever. And then he was talking about how he won't miss all of those, like, smoke screens and lies, lying season and all that stuff, yeah. which I think that's that's a big part of this. All right. I just saw Alex Barth walk through the door. That means catch 22 He's, he's hydrating, up. so he's obviously yeah. getting ready to deal so with Evan for a while. He's going to get read, uh, ready to talk to Evan in front of Paul's bed sheet. Um, so don't, it's a four second delay, Alex. So be careful. All right. We will talk to you next week on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Cash 22 is up next. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show, please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The World's Original Podcast.